Good day, everybody. Thank you very much for joining the Forgeside Chat Podcast. Uh, small delay on getting this one out. There was some major editing issues that I had to deal with there. Ended up having to finalize it on a second computer, but it is what it is. I got it out here for you. Uh, again, thank you very much for joining the show. I really hope you guys enjoy. Before we jump into that, uh, something really important that I'd like to discuss with everybody right now. Mark Vanderwerf at 118 Blades is in a scenario with his life, his wife's life actually, and they're looking to get people to, to help out right now. They've got a GoFundMe. Um, maybe you can step up and do a, a, a raffle or waffle, whatever it is that you can do to help Mark out because his wife is in need of life-saving treatments right now. Uh, this Man, this is... That's a t- t- touchy subject. I, I I don't know how far I can go into this without uh, tearing up. To be honest, it's it's that's tough, man. Uh, my heart goes out to Mark and his family. I wish them all the best, and um, may we, as a community, do what we can to uh, put our efforts together and help Mark out. God bless. Um, if that's the page you're on, if you're not. Um, Bless you either way. Thank you and enjoy the show. Good day, eh? Good day, eh? Good day. Good day, eh? And welcome to another Forge Side Chat, a podcast about blacksmithing, bladesmithing, and everything in between, with a normally heavy focus on talent in the Great White North. Yeah, that's right. We did it again. We're outside of our normal boundaries. We're down in the freaking land down under. Once again, I don't know what it is about Australia, but we keep heading back here, man. It's a couple times now, right? We did the guys from uh, the Forge cast back in Can Iron. Now we did uh, Timothy from Buffalo River Forge. And now we've got Joel from Adama's Forge sitting down with us. Joel Davey from Adamas Forge in Newcastle, Australia, that is. Uh, he's been making some fucking wicked cool stuff, man. He's doing the knives, the swords. He used to work in a heat treating factory, so he's got a lot of knowledge in the in the heat treating world when it comes to that kind of stuff. He was doing more mining parts and stuff like that. And you know, we had a little bit of a chat beforehand, so we've got a little bit of background on on who Joel is and whatnot. But let's kind of dive into finding out who he is after we talk to Walshy. How are you doing? Good, buddy. I'm great. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. That's good. That's good. We've been uh, working in the shop this week. Uh, we had a class on Monday, and we're expanding over to the, the other side. So I've been setting up the... The second half of my shop, we're going to get all the, the door went in today and uh, now we're just going to move quite a bit of the equipment over there and just set up the, the main shop for the classes. And then, yeah, so quite a bit of work and uh, we've got a local business in town here that wants to carry our knives. So we need to get making some chef's knives. So, awesome. Yeah. That's right, yeah, dude. Gonna be, Sweet. It's going to be good. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Thank you very much. And, uh, yeah. We'll pop in the little bit that we had uh, beforehand about your uh, Costco event and whatnot. Yeah. We'll pop yeah. that into the after show so we can just jump right there over to uh, 
Yeah, let's jump over yeah, to. We had a pre-after show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's talk. You let's know. talk to our uh, to our friend Nick here, who's back fresh from his uh, experience in, in Cloud College. What do you like to call this? <laughs> I am now Ooh. a certified cloud. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, going and actually going down to a veteran-specific program and working on my mental health is really good. It's valuable. For me. I'm feeling a lot better. And, uh, yeah, oh, definitely one of those ones where I'm glad I finally left. Awesome, Excellent. dude. Yeah. It's been on the uh, back burners for a while then from the sounds of it. Yeah, it's the kind of thing where I'd been thinking about it for some time, but I, I'm glad I waited because it was at a point where it's like, okay, I'm ready to go do this. Uh, that's smart. Yeah. And it was uh, honestly a really helpful experience. Great people. Um, you know, the staff there was really helpful. All the other people that I was there with, uh, my sort of cohort, if I if you would, they were all awesome. Yeah. Met a couple other blacksmiths. I'll maybe drag one of them onto the podcast. That's awesome. Oh, very so, cool. Very and, cool. Uh, and yeah. yeah, it was it was overall a really positive experience. Actually, yeah. speaking of other blacksmiths, I think. Uh, LaRocca says he's going to come visit you soon, isn't he? Yeah, I'm going to be seeing him at the Delta Hammer in this weekend, actually. Oh, that's awesome, buddy. Yep. That's not the only hammer in I heard of. There's one in Saskatchewan that I just found out. We got a, a new follower that was telling me he's listening to the show and he's heading to uh, Hammer at Hubert's place, I think is the name of the guy. Sorry. There's going to be one at uh, Ed Storch's as well. Yeah, 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 dude. Yeah. The hammerins are the back in full fly. It's oh yeah. yeah, everywhere, everywhere. Ah man, making me wish there was a hammer in here this weekend. But I, I'm not feeling too hot, man. To be honest, to be hitting up a hammer in right yeah. now, man, I feel like garbage. I don't get hit by a flu of some sort or some shit. Dude. Just yeah. get that cold effects in ya. Tons of it. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah, fix you. And I forgot to go get my vitamins again. Shoot. I've been telling myself all day, hey, don't forget to take some vitamins today because you're feeling like crap. Yeah. And I always forget to take vitamins. And like when you're feeling sick, it's kind of like even more important. You know, kind of, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's all fucking witchcraft. Maybe. Who knows? But yeah. <laughs> well, at some point, I'm sure we'll be able to get this Joel character where we're talking away on something that you can just take a card out and go. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Get yeah. Notice, how, you know, go. notice how I said idea? <laughs> yeah that's Joel amazing didn't even, Joel, Joel didn't even <laughs> flinch he's like what, what are you talking about what do you mean? <laughs> I used to listen to Jason Ellis a lot and then I freaking went snowboarding with a bunch of Australian guys and I started picking up on their little way they say certain words and stuff like that yeah. and I kind of started They're poking fun words. at them yeah and it ended up sticking with me for a while i was calling people mate for the longest time it was yeah. somebody <laughs> called me out about it they're like dude what's with you calling mate all that people mate all the time was, i don't know i just kind of you know i used to listen You're to Jason Ellis all the time i freaking yeah. started hanging out with a bu- bunch of australians snowboarding and then next thing you know yeah. i'm freaking they it all rubbed off on me and i'm freaking calling people mate and it still comes yeah. out every once in a while Oh, yeah, cultural yeah. appropriation. <laughs> That's oh, all right. Yeah, you can I have do. it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we let you say yeah. good day at the beginning of the show, eh? Yeah. Yeah, but it's almost just like saying good day here anyway. Almost. Just with the extra A on the end of it. Very, very close. Yeah. yeah, that that makes yeah. the biggest difference, though. That's what yeah. makes it Canadian. You have to say the good day. Yeah. 
you know, without that, it's nothing. It's just Australia. And then, well, that's, that's something. Sorry. I didn't mean to make it sound like it was nothing. That was wrong. I'm sorry. I apologize for my. Lando has uh, offended the entire <laughs> No kidding, right? What can I say next? Jeez. Uh, if Alex Norton is listening to this, man, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> do you uh, do you vibe with the guys from the Forge Cast ever? You know who I'm talking about, Alex Norton. Yeah, and yeah. I've had to listen to a few of them. Yeah, they're good. Um, I follow Alex's work on Instagram and stuff like that. Um, that's the uh, Valhalla, isn't it? Just to yep. clarify, yeah, 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 yeah. He's the whole good. Ironworks, that's right. Yeah. yeah, fuck yeah, real good. Stand up dude too. He unfortunately actually just parted ways with the Forge Cast. Decided that I saw that. I'm not got... sure of the reason, but um, yeah, I saw that. I've actually been well, he's um, got busy life. Yeah, fair enough. I actually just built my um log splitter press off Sam Towns's videos on YouTube. To be honest, so nice. Almost... Oh, yeah, imitated his and changed a few things. Lowe's log splitter uh, presses too, is it too are early for it yet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, the tools are later, oh, aren't they? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> later. Stay down, girl. Stay down. <laughs> but I'm excited and impatient today. Yes, <laughs> I can see. <laughs> oh, I'm actually I'm pretty pumped to be back doing this again. It's been too long. That's I'm awesome. pumped to have you back, dude. Yeah. Have you yeah, been no, working so on it? What? Fuck! I saw you've been with who? Were you with Terry Cash? Was it and Clearout Forge? Yep. Yeah, I yeah, went man. out to his place. We're at this hammer in. We're doing a uh, a short sort of like teaching session on doing uh, Smith and Striker work. Right. For because oh, yeah. a lot of the people there, you know, hobby smiths, they don't have a lot of the big power hammers and everything. So yeah. we had sort of been working that way while we were down there, and they noticed that uh, we've got a fair bit of practice at it, uh, and asked us to come down and sort of teach a lesson on it. Um, the one pick that, uh, that that Shade Sackpole put up was uh, basically Terry trying to actually be the the, the, the Smith and me striking for him, and uh, he's very much not used to it. He much prefers the role of striker. It was, I, it was we're normally much more smooth than that but it's just like he was we were trying to do forging over the edge of the anvil drawing oh yeah. yeah with a striker, striker. oh jeez. Yeah. like see when i'm actually doing the the tong holding and setting it up it goes pretty well uh but it's one of those things it's a it's a bit of a skill that requires maintenance and uh, i don't think terry has really done any of it last uh year or two so involved in his move and do shop setup and all this stuff with coils making coils and, uh, yeah yeah he was he's a little out of practice with forging over the far edge of the anvil and working over the far edge of the anvil with a striker is just that much you know more technically challenging yeah for sure you know but we'll be able to demonstrate it it'll just mean that i'm the one actually holding the tongs and he's teaching he'll be swinging the sledge He's a very he's a very good striker. Yeah, I like to swing the sledgehammer when I can, but eesh, dude, those days are starting to kind of well, okay. But I started going to physiotherapy again recently because my chiropractor tried to convince me to go to physiotherapy like months ago and I was like 
I've been to so many physiotherapists and they all suck, man. They don't, they, oh, here, put a p- p- ice patch on your neck for a while. Mm. Oh, oh, go, go ride the bike for a little bit. It's like, what the fuck am I paying yeah. you like a hundred dollars for? This is bullshit. Well, I just went and saw this guy. Uh, there's a, a physiotherapy chain in Winnipeg called Elite. And that was the very first physiotherapy place I ever went to. I saw a guy, Dimitri, who was actually uh, the physiotherapist on the physiotherapy team for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. He was a Winnipeg oh. Blue Bomber himself, I'm pretty sure, at one time. Right. So he he knows his sports therapy. And that's what I need because I was of snowboarding, right? So I finally decided, okay, well, we'll go back to this elite place. That's where doc- my doctor told me to go or my chiropractor told me to go. I'll go give it a shot. Dude. This in this guy told me he's like man some people really change from this other people don't I have a funny feeling this is going to be a game changer for you holy fuck he was so right man the dry needling in my neck into my shoulder and in my back I'm it, yeah. in, instant I walked out of there a different person man I was sore as fuck but I instantly like so much better dude and I I wanted to book an appointment I had an appointment booked for tomorrow I canceled it because I'm sick and it's like fuck I really don't want to be canceling this but I don't want to be coming in there sick man and I know people yeah, will be pissed yes, off about that right? to yourself yeah. yeah yeah you know what if if the if the whole pandemic hasn't taught us one thing it's like it's taught us hey if you're sick stay the f home and wash your damn dirty hands you heathens God, I don't know. I, There's a. I am getting really tired of telling people, "Hey, you just came out of the washroom after touching your dick. Can you please wash your hands?" I don't touch Thank my you. dick when I go pee. I have no yeah. hands, mom. That's pretty impressive. That's unique talents. Yeah, I gets piss everywhere, but whatever. I don't care. See if I if I <laughs> if I don't touch my dick, my penis hangs into the toilet. Like, yeah. <sighs> Well, you just you don't like pull it out it that up? far. Yeah. Oh, you don't pull yeah, it out that far. Oh, yeah, yeah, you just, yeah, yeah just a tip. Yeah. Do your boys oh. hang low? Do they wobble to and fro? <laughs> and you throw them over your shoulder like a continental soldier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, you know what? Let's talk to fucking Joel, man. This is enough of this fucking car. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where to jump in here. <laughs> no kidding. How you doing, Joel? Good, good. Very good. Awesome, man. I'm glad this um, sore throat's keeping it bay for now. Yeah, you got some lozenges handy? Just in case. Um, just the old uh, saltwater gargles been helping me out, actually. Smart. Oh, yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. That's a good one. Those right wonders. There. I need so, to go do that. That's not a bad idea. Where is Newcastle? So Newcastle is um, about two hours north of Sydney. Okay. On the east coast, yeah, it's sort of like a. Um, it's I think it's Australia's sixth largest city, actually, but it's kind of hidden away there. Um, right it's not a capital city, but it's sort of getting there. Um, yeah. it's a bit of a laid back, beachy type of vibe. Yeah, yeah. I'm not much of a surfer myself, uh, up, but that's sort of yeah. Further north on the coast, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it's sort of yeah, halfway, very central. There you go. That's awesome. Yeah. I, in mid nineties, I spent uh, eight months in Australia in an agricultural exchange. So I, uh, I lived about, oh, two and a half, no, about four hours south of Sydney. So, okay. Yeah. So what's that like? Toyama or something? Uh, actually it was, it was called Cabbage Tree Creek in Victoria. Okay. Uh, near Marlowe. Yeah, right. It's on the Princess Highway. Yeah. 
Yeah. It was, it was funny. They weren't on the map, but, uh, and this was 96, mind you, and they weren't on the map, but about half a mile up the road, so maybe about a kilometer or so up the road, there was a, a just a little pub on the side of the road, Bellbird Creek. And that was yep. on the map. But, uh, or Catastrophe uh, yeah. Creek <laughs> because there was, no bar, there was no bar there. So, yeah. So yeah. why would it be on the map? Is it really yeah. a town if it doesn't have a pub? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Usually what starts a town. Yeah. Like the, the, pub. the convenience yeah. store, gas station, yeah. slash pub, slash yeah. restaurant. I mean, in a, you maybe know, a post office, but more importantly, probably, the pub. Probably, you know, that comes afterwards. Prostitute. <laughs> as long as there's a prostitute there and, and a bar. Yeah, for sure. That's what well, starts towns. So did you just spend your time down there? In that place, or did um, you go around a bit? No, we, we traveled. We traveled around quite a bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. made it down to Bransdale a couple of times and into Melbourne. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I did a little tour of the country. It was. It's really. It was cool. It was really cool. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I, there's uh, still a lot I haven't even got, seen. I got to climb Ayers Rock. I actually got to climb Ayers Rock. You haven't been able to do that in years, but that yeah, was yeah. back in the days when you could actually climb Ayers Rock. So yeah, that was neat. So yeah, why can't you climb it now? Uh, it's a well, it's a historical, yeah, it's protected a um, site. spiritual, cultural yeah. site. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Interesting. I've never heard there of was... it before. Sorry, Uluru, oh, Ayers yeah, Rock. Giant... Uluru? Yeah, you've never heard of Uluru yeah. or Ayers Rock. Yeah, like the, yeah. No, it's, Whenever it's you like think like of yeah. Australia, it's that's the first of, like, thing. Yeah, typical Australia. Yeah, bloody oath, mate. Bloody oath. I don't know. So, what, uh, I know. Joel, what have you been up to in your shop lately? Um, lately, I've been forging some cutlery for my sister's wedding. Actually, um, I told her I'd make all the cutlery for the wedding, and it's it's really cool to be able to do that type of stuff. To be honest, um, yeah. so I've been busy with that. It's taken a little longer than I expected. So, um, the wedding's next Always Friday. Nice. Yeah, the wedding's next Friday, so I've got to knuckle down oh, and get wow. it done. Wow. Yeah. Up quick. Like, like apart from just that, for the um, like the just for the bride and groom, like not for all the guests, right? Not for everyone, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's for the whole wedding. Yeah, that's only um twenty twenty six. So twenty six spoons, twenty six forks, and twenty six yeah. butter knives. Yeah, that's pretty wow. sweet, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, I was. What, like, what are you forging them out of? Um, three sixteen stainless. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. 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 Are you. Find that stuff can be a bit of a bold move. Yes. It's a lot tougher than yeah. mild steel or something like that. That's for sure. Even yeah, the um the old yeah. fly press struggles with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are you starting with for material size? Um, For the butter knives, I've been using 12 mil round bar. Um, okay. And just because I tried like 10 different designs for the butter knives and it's, it's, um, it's amazing how hard it is to make a butter knife look good. <laughs> I yeah. struggled with that, yeah. but um, with the spoons and forks, that's I think three mil by twenty flat bar. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah. not sure the inch conversion of that, but um, so uh, three mil would well, so thirteen mil would be half inch. Right, mm. so three mil that'd be like three sixteenths, 
by what, what did you say 20 mil so by an yeah. inch yeah yeah a little under an inch three quarter inch hmm. yeah somewhere in there technically yeah. we're supposed to use millimeter metric in canada and yeah the majority but... of us really don't know any of it it's terrible yeah, right. yeah. only yeah, the nerds only the nerds uh... use it what's that yeah. nick i said only you the know. nerds use it yeah, you lose me when you start talking in thousands of inches and stuff like that. I mean, Mill just keeps it simple. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I find the reason we stick to we use Imperial for a lot of things. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the old sure. debate. Hey. <laughs> eh? Imperial versus metric debate. Yeah, like yeah. you should be fluentish in both, especially if you're working in Canada. Yeah, but yeah. you know. The, the metric system works really well on very small scales and very big mm. scales, but it doesn't work that great in the in-between stuff. Whereas uh, Imperial is both really good for the in-between stuff and it's also a lot easier to divide. Right? Because yeah, yeah. Makes, well, makes sense, yeah. You know, you can divide things into three, you can divide things into, you know, like, divide yeah. things by three, by six, stuff that you yeah, don't end fraction. up getting uh, nice round yeah. numbers dividing fractions in half or doing whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. All right. You know, there's I, reasons to use both. I'm fighting my Well, I use a engineer cell ruler at work, and that's your decimal system on the um, imperial side. So, okay. Yeah, you know, all my inches are in tenths. Yeah. Which, you know, it's easy to compute that via CAD. That's the reason they do it mm. for CAD. Yeah. I'm making an angry face. Tense. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how you get into your hundred. That's how you get it. Well, that's how you get into your hundred thou. Yeah. Tenths of an inch. Thank you. That's but yeah. You, you, well, no, hundred thou is not a tenth, is it? I thought a hundred thou is a hundredth, isn't it? No. Well, point one. Point zero one, isn't it? A hundred thou is, is point point one? 0.1 of an inch. Wow. Yeah. Point one. Yeah. You've already lost me there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what the whole metric system is based on, is tenths, right? Yeah. Based yeah, on yeah, tenths. Definitely, yeah. Oh, one, yeah, 100, yeah. Wow, yeah. I am fucking... My brain's fucked right now, dude. I don't know if it's because I'm so sick or what, but I'm just like, what the fuck, man? Like... <laughs> I can't believe I just <laughs> fucked that up. Yeah, wow. I get, yeah, yeah. I feel, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll keep mathematics for later on, I guess. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. let's not talk. Well, let's talk <laughs> about politics and religion instead. Yeah, let's do that. That's <laughs> way better. Yeah. That, that'll go great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, okay. What? Go ahead, Lando. Go ahead. This is going to be the challenge with a little delay of the uh, the four-person conversation. Well, just four people in general is kind of hard to have a podcast with. But, you know, the main key is being very diligent about not talking over each other and allowing. Like, if somebody... I can't tell. What are you talking about? I'm talking over you right now. Come on. This is, I just stopped. That's all. That's simple. So you just stop talking when somebody else starts talking. Kind of give them the opportunity. About. Why would you talk about I'm just gonna, being a dick. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna wow. play these games with you, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, jeez. 
But yeah. Um. Anyway, with the, the what I've the been steamer. doing also, we'll keep that going. Yeah, we'll, we'll stay focused. Um, I've been trying to build my log splitter press. That's been a pain in the ass. I um, because I'm not very well versed in hydraulics and the fittings and all that type of stuff. I um, I stuffed up and had the wrong fitting on the return valve going into the reservoir. So I was getting a little leak out of there. Um, so I had to go and go to the hydraulic guys and get new fittings and that didn't work. And then ended up having to get a whole new hose, but, um, up up and running now. So that's good. Awesome. Yeah. Hose aren't cheap, eh? (laughs) No, it was only like, um, 500 mil hose and it was, yeah, it was expensive. Yeah. That's the non, non-collapsible, the, you know, the, the steel core. Is that yeah, kind of yeah. hose? It's a low pressure, low pressure on, it'd be on the low pressure. Uh, high pressure, I think. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I thought it was returning into a reservoir. Yes. Well, there you go. So I, I don't yeah, know much about the hydraulics. That'd be low yeah. pressure. That'd low pressure. Low pressure. pressure. Yeah. Yeah, for that, I've seen guys use just like freaking garden hose for that. Yeah, really? Yeah. Nah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, because of my yeah. lack of understanding, I didn't want to mess around and be too dodgy you with should, it. I sort of. No, yeah. you should use the proper hose. Do you, yeah. So if you've got hoses like that, one of the big recommendations that um, I pass on to people, this comes from Randy McDaniel, is getting the thermally protective high pressure sleeves for your hoses. Yep. Yeah. Because if you're not careful and you accidentally pierce Ooh. that line with hot metal, yeah. that will be the gnarliest fucking flamethrower you've ever seen in your life. Well, yeah, sure. Not only I'll that, if, if, you're, if your hand happens to be near that, right. hydraulic injection, and you do not want that. No. That's, uh, no. Yeah. No. So if you, if you get a hydraulic injection in your finger, uh, get your ass to the hospital before you die, and then you just lose your hand. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know a guy to, who had one. He worked with hydraulics. Yeah. Um, pretty nasty stuff. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. You definitely have to definitely be careful. The though. kind of thing to be careful when you're designing. hundred uh, percent. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Did you know I've double done? wrapped my hoses. <laughs> I've double sleeved them. Just to be <laughs> oh, <wow. That's> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really doesn't want to get her pregnant, hey? That's, I mean, uh, like, what are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Can't risk yeah. it. Can't risk it. <laughs> Trust me, I've I've been there where I've had to double wrap too. It's <laughs> a questionable evening, eh? <laughs> you never be too careful. Exactly, guys. Gosh darn it! Here we go again. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, so what kind of hyd- like how big is this uh, hydraulic press? Uh, twenty ton. You figure. Twenty oh, ton. So is it a gas powered yeah. one? Electric. Electric. Nice. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And yeah, see, I was, I was tossing up. Sorry, that's not normal for a log splitter. Like, not not that we're seeing here in Canada, anyways. You go to the Princess Auto or the Canadian Tire; those are the stores that you can buy that kind of stuff from Home Depots and other places. I guess. Yeah. Our log splitters. If you're buying an electric log splitter, it's coming as a complete unit. The reservoir is part of the the whole thing, yeah. and yep. you're getting like what a maximum of maybe i I don't even know if they have maybe nine ones like that yeah yeah nine nine ton yeah yeah once you start getting above that they start going into gas powered yeah Yeah, right well maybe i've been stitched up it's sold as a 20 electric um 
Well, if it's sold as it, with that, it did have the, it did have the reservoir in the um in the frame itself, but I've had to get another bigger you know, tank and mount it up on top, which is um yeah a forty liter reservoir. I got a few guys I spoke to were saying that um with the amount of use that it's going to be seeing, like constant back and forward, yep. um the yeah. oil's going to heat up way too much. Yep. Yeah, yep, that's a good yep. plan. Uh, you can't be yeah. you, know what? you can't be hurt by having too much oil unless exactly. it's fucking cold as fuck and your oil's super cold. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you want no, your I'm oil to be at a decent temperature. Yeah, yeah I, I can. Yeah, they, that they do not have the problem of cold oil. Yeah, yeah. But yeah it doesn't get you know that what? Cold, That's dude. the other thing. In Australia, they're you know they're splitting gum. They're splitting you know some really hardwood trees. Whereas yep. over here, oh yeah. We're not, so that's probably why you can get a twenty. Yeah, probably, you know, say or uh, you know, tamarack or it, it has or a, a um, three horsepower motor on it as well. So um, again, I'm, okay. I'm not sure if that. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, probably got think... a, a five inch cylinder with a three horse motor. That's only going to give you a four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's He's a big ram, um, and it's only two forty ten amp as well, which is good because. Yeah. I'm limited at the, oh, wor- the wor- workshop I'm in. You'll find, yeah. You'll find that, yeah. You'll find that it, much it'll drop. Out of something that, um, that size? I've got a 20 ton number. I was. Bifors. Mm, yeah. I was a bit um, concerned about that, but when I fired it up, and it's a lot quicker than I thought. Um, in yeah. saying that, I haven't put it to the test forging steel. I've just crushed a few bits of timber. Um, so I don't actually know if it's getting the full twenty ton, but it's quick. So, right. oh well, I'm running three good. horsepower on mine, and I've got a four inch uh, ram on it. And it's if it was any quicker, I don't think I would be ha- wanting it to be any quicker. To be honest, mm. yeah, that's fair. What's mine that? Is, Sixteen uh, ton? Is it a bit overly fast? I I I'm guessing it's about sixteen ton with the amount of psi I'm running. Yeah. Mm. I think I'm at about 3,000 psi, uh, nine gallon per minute uh, pump. But then I've got, I think I've got a 16 gallon per minute valve on it. Or no, it's not. It's a nine gallon per minute valve. Never mind. I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyways, dude, I wanted to ask you the, you're making the 316 silverware. Yep. Are you passivating it? Passivating it. Okay. This is something that I've been kind of wondering about when it comes to the stainless steel and diving into, as a welder, this is something that we have to, a process that we have to do after welding is passivate stainless steel Mm -hmm. because welding creates um, a different oxide layer. And even grinding stainless steel, if you introduce any iron particles into stainless steel, you should be passivating afterwards to get rid of those iron particles. My my thoughts would be after forging stainless, this process would be necessary as well. I'm getting mixed answers from some people, but at the same time, I've also gotten the answer from somebody that was telling me it's not necessary that, oh, well, stainless steel doesn't rust. And it's like, well, okay, I don't know if we can, we can even talk anymore at this point because, yeah. yeah but anyways. I've, I've, I've had it rust after forging. Yeah. So 
with 316 stainless it that's your more you're you're running into like a surgical level stainless steel at that point almost uh, it's definitely a high grade stainless steel one of the things that i've been wanting to try out i've bought myself a bunch of citric acid and i've tried it with copper and it does an amazing job cleaning copper after forging it's very oh. gives a very nice finish afterwards it doesn't take it back to that same shininess that you get on bare copper when you buy it as a sheet or whatever yeah but it definitely gets rid of all the forging scale really well which i was very impressed by and i have a very strong um idea that it'll do the same thing with stainless steel because the only other way i know of passivating stainless steel is with uh, nitric acid pickling paste and that stuff is crazy acid Dude, like you do not yeah, want to be yeah. playing with that stuff. You don't want to be breathing it in. You don't want to be getting it on your skin. It's nasty, nasty stuff. Citric acid, on the other hand, not so nasty. It does burn the skin if you get it on your skin. I found that out. Mind you, maybe I didn't dilute it enough or something, but yeah. Any so acid I, at high enough concentration, right? Exactly, right? I buy it as a powder. I buy the citric acid as a powder and then dilute as I see fit <laughs> so far because I don't know if there's a proper dilution process. But my understanding is with stainless steel is you would actually want to do a couple baths of it. And that would help remove all of the impurities off of the uh, stainless surface and help restore yeah. the chromium finish on it. Interesting. Okay. To I'll, um, there you go. I have to give that a go. It. Yeah, I normally just hit it with the um, the wire wheel and get as much of the um, scale off as I can. And it sort of take brings it the shine back in it a little bit. Um, stainless wire wheel? Yeah. Yeah, that'll do it too. That's another good way to help restore the, the uh, as long as the wire wheel hasn't become contaminated with stain with steel. Right. Sort of thing, right? Yeah, interesting. Well, it definitely has because I use that one yeah. wheel for the um, knives and sort of stuff like that. So um, that's something to look yeah. into for sure. I'm always looking for ways to change the finish. Yeah. I do like the finish it has on it, um, but if that can save from having to grind and sand and stuff like that then i'm all for it yeah it might it might totally save you from having to do a lot of work actually yeah wow yeah yeah it's that that might be a bonus i was i was kind of starting to be like oh man i hope i'm not like giving the guy this like feeling like he's not doing the right thing because he didn't pass it <laughs> oh shoot <laughs> No, but I've, I don't know. I've noticed after the forging, like um, straight after forging, it will rust. Um, yeah. But then after it's yeah. cleaned up with the wire wheel, and um, uh, it, it, I've never had a problem since. And then I've noticed it yeah, can I mean, you can get that metallic that taste. Doing, you shouldn't have too many problems with like the little. Oh yeah. Hmm. Just lost you for a sec. Yeah, a little no, bit. Yeah, no. Hopefully, I'm catching back up. Yeah, you're all good. Anyways, yeah. okay. Yeah, I I've done a little bit of like forging in 316, and uh, I found it it was really difficult to get scale off of it. I was not being very brushing it hard or anything, and uh, mm. I I ended but up uh, just leaving it to soak in ferric chloride for a while, and that helped dissolve all the oxide and everything. It was, you know, a pretty. Did you do it too? Okay, yeah. yeah. I'll, you know, I wonder I, if um sorry, keep going. Oh, those say it does end up with a little bit of like pitting and stuff if you leave it in for too long. Which of course I did. But uh 
you know, it generally it works fairly well to bring it back to sort of its actually stated significance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if vinegar or muriatic would work for that, or that's um the vinegar might take too long with the stainless. Yeah, I I think the muriatic no, with knife steels, is actually can... a better way to go there. Mm. Yeah, I don't think the the vinegar will dissolve the iron particles quite enough. As as long as you haven't I and I could be wrong, but if you've used that muriatic acid to etch uh, steel, then I probably wouldn't throw the stainless in you'll get cross-contamination mm. that way yeah, yeah i could be wrong i could be wrong but that's just kind of the way i kind of think about it so it is a very different um scale than you get on carbon steel i noticed with yeah. the 316 oh yeah yeah almost it doesn't it doesn't flake off like a lot of the carbon and mild steel and stuff it just yeah. sticks right on there it just sticks right to it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. sure does man it, the other thing I've noticed with stainless steel forging is that after forging it, trying to get it back to a high luster stainless afterwards that you can then do heat coloring on yep. seems to be almost impossible for me. Like I can get it back to like a nice kind of decent glossy finish, but it won't take the heat coloring worth a damn. Huh. Yeah. I've, with the um, forks I did recently, I just, hit them on the wire wheel for a while and that brought it back completely shiny, um, completely sort of silver. And then the colors come through really nicely. I'll, um, I'll send a few photos so, later on. Back in a, back in a former life, I drove a truck and I actually had a really nice Kenworth that I completely rebuilt and, and uh, built custom steps and did a lot of polished stainless steel on too. So I, I have polished some stainless steel. I've never polished 316 stainless steel, but I have polished stainless steel before. And there's different cutting compounds. And, and the, so, like, what, what were you using for a buffing wheel when you were trying to polish that stainless, Lando? Uh, I wasn't using a buffing wheel. I didn't get that far into it. I was oh. I went up to 600 grit. Oh, yeah. No. So... Yeah, yeah, and you don't have to get that that fine a grit, but uh, use you know get a get a, a, a canvas wheel and then use it's like not a, a black. It's not it's not the luster of the gloss that I'm going after. It's trying to get that heat coloring back into it after forging it. Do you know how yeah, if you but, take if you take yeah. stainless steel and you heat it to the right temperatures, you start getting the blues and reds and yeah, yellows yeah. in it, right? That's but what I'm you, talking about. If you polish that up mm -hmm. first and then hit it with a little bit of heat then you're gonna see that even more uh i don't think it makes a difference man but i, I mean i can try it but i don't think that's where it's where the issue is i think I, the forging process yeah. is doing something to the to the steel, steel where, you don't do that. where yeah. i'm not getting that where i'm not able to get that color back to it maybe yeah, and, notice, and especially since also notice stainless is air hardening so yeah i get it yeah and the 316 is pretty notorious for being shitty to work with in terms of machining and drilling and um, finishing. But I noticed there's a big difference between the parts of the stainless that are hit by the hammer as opposed to um, on the fly press, for example. Um, I don't know why or I can't really explain it, but the part that's been hammered a lot more um, is a lot harder to polish on the wire wheel than the part that's just been pressed with the fly press. 
Um, I don't know if it slightly work hardens as well. Yeah, stainless steel yeah. work hardens. Mm. Yeah. It makes sense. I don't know what the annealing process would be for stainless steel. I'd assume it's a simple normalization process that you would do on any other steel, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I, like, I haven't cough. found it necessary for the 316. Um, unless, definitely, if it needs to be done, then it needs to be done, but I haven't noticed. Yeah, I've had, so I've been using um, stainless steel, but I'm using 308 for mm. the stainless that I'm, for my stainless steel roses, and I'm using 22 gauge, and I have had it work hard and crack on me. So. That's yeah, the three series of, are um, a bit, bit of a pain, I think. Yeah. Well, I'm also I'm forging it cold too. I'm not using any heat on the stainless steel roses. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Well, and the reason for that being, like I said, is I have a hard time getting it back to that, that nice luster, and with a with a. Um, a rose you can't get in there and buff it and stuff like that your only option is chemical treatment or maybe running it through a tumbler sandblaster sandblaster maybe yeah yeah would a sandblaster be able to get me a high gloss finish though yeah you just got to use the right particulate right medium It'll be, it mm. will be like high gloss decent gloss yeah hmm. interesting maybe i should try it that's something that maybe I've wanted to add to my shop. Bath, maybe. maybe maybe a mixture, yeah. Maybe you're right. All right, because if you media blast it, and then you know wh- whether it's going to be with really fine glass beads or something like that, and then go to your acid bath afterwards, like that should give you a relatively well polished. I was kind of thinking the other way around, actually, but hmm. acid bath. I guess then, with then with forged up. stuff, you don't, you know, you want to keep that sort of forged texture. I'm a sucker for that dark finish that lets you know that's, it's been in the fire. That's yeah. another thing too, yeah. Mm. But then again, this is, then I fall into that. <clears throat> excuse me, I fall into that trap of not understanding: is this going to rust? Because of the forge scale and whatnot, right? Yeah. My, okay. So my my biggest thing with this is I want to make stainless steel bird baths. It's like huge. It's a hot thing on my list that I really want to do is make stainless steel bird baths. The main reason is is I had a lady that was really interested in me making a bird bath, and I was like, oh yeah, to- totally can forge up a, a bird bath. And she's like, it can't rust because bird it'll it's rust is toxic to the birds and they can't be drinking from that water. That's the main, one of the main things she was worried about. And it's like, Oh, Oh, I, I am glad mm. you brought that up because I wouldn't have thought to, about that. That's good. Interest. It's okay. So now what do I do? Okay. Well, we can look at, you know, forging the majority of the fittings for, and then getting like a cement bowl or a glass bowl or something. And then I was like, Her- copper or copper but why so why wouldn't stainless work if i you know properly treat it afterwards so that it doesn't rust stainless should work technically yeah if mine maybe an old um kitchen sink or something like that from an old restaurant maybe throwing some stuff (laughs) out and you can just yeah plug up the bottom be like there you go Uh, bird bath 
Five hundred dollars, please. <laughs> I love it. But I think that's I think that's three one six anyway. Kitchen sinks. The stuff they use for kitchen benches in restaurants is three one six. I'm pretty sure. Oh, in kitchen, yeah, in kitchen, uh, yeah, in re- in commercial restaurants, yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know the the copper idea was something that crossed my mind as well. But the lady that I was talking to, I brought that up. I was like, well, what about copper? And she's like, funny enough, you say that I've got a copper bird bath and the birds won't touch it. Yeah. It imparts a copper into the water as well. Maybe it's because the cat can get at it. Yeah, I was going to say, I've seen birds be very, very happy in copper uh, bird baths before. And there's a big part of me that questions this whole, like, the iron oxide is oxygen. Like, have you seen the kind of water birds will drink? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's that. There's well, that. I'm kind of sitting there thinking, hmm, seagulls live at the dump. Hey, this, this yeah, is they're, what, they're just picky. It's what the, it's what the client asks. Yeah, you got to give yeah. the client what the client wants, right? Just do it on wild steel and then clear coat it, and they'll never know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did. I had that thought as well because after the conversation with uh, who was it um, uh, from Vancouver there that uh, makes the big dragon and massive sculpture, Kevin Stone. After a conversation with Kevin Stone yeah. and him telling me about using Penetrol, I was like, I wonder if that's all I need to do is just use Penetrol yeah. and that'll, that'll be my saving grace, right? But I'm yet to experiment with it. And just talking with a few people on the internet the other day about Penetrol, um, so somebody commented saying that they're working with copper and they're trying to find some sort of way to seal the copper after coloring it and everything they've tried as far as clear coat ends up dulling those colors is i found the yeah. exact same thing colored copper colored stainless you clear coat it it dulls the colors and i was like well what about penetral i haven't tried it yet so i don't know nope it'll, it'll still dull the colors fuck so penetrol is actually an additive that you're supposed to use in, I think it's oil-based paints or something like that or whatever. Right. There's, well, there's there's different pet levels of penetrol. They've got it for latex paints, uh, which is available in Canada. And the oil-based yeah. one isn't available in Canada. The oil-based yeah. one is the one that Kevin was like, that's the one you want for sure. And you can actually use it by itself. And it works fantastically as a clear coat. He said there's a guy in his neck of the woods that has outdoor sculpture in what is considered a rainforest that have been there for at least 10 years now and still have not shown any signs of rust. It's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Put a bit and of beeswax on there, that'll do the job. Yeah. yeah. I've heard people say that it uh, only lasts so long. It does. Yeah. It, it only lasts long. Lasts so long. Yeah. I believe yeah. that was a bit of that dry Australian humor that you didn't pick up. <laughs> uh, I, I I caught on to it after I fucking said what I did. I was like, oh, shit. Walked into that one. So, Adamas Forge. Wait, like, so you have a Greek background, I'm, I'm taking it? Um, not. I don't, actually. Um, I've oh, just okay. always had a fascination for ancient cultures and civilizations, I think. Um, yeah. And when I was trying to come up with a name, I was looking like ancient words from different cultures that sort of 
were relating to steel or ironwork or blacksmithing or something right. like that um, and came across Adamus, um, which doesn't directly relate to blacksmithing. It's more um, diamond. Right. But the, the, um, the meaning well, I found it, for it was that it's sort of, it means unconquerable in relation to the toughness of iron and untamable in relation to the hardness of a diamond. Um, and it all sort of work together. Right on. They fought awesome. linguistics and back. That's where they get adamantium. That's where that oh. yeah. crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah and I think I think that in Latin sense. it turned into ad- adamant, um, which ended yeah. up turning into the origin of diamond. Apparently, the word itself. Yeah. And and so the the love of the culture, that's what got you into making knives. I think that had something to do oh, with it for a, sure. A um, blacksmith that's a history nerd? Never. Never. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, that definitely had a, played a part in the forging aspect of things. Um, Let me guess definitely. you played Dungeons and Dragons and Lark. No, nah, not well? that nerdy. No. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. <laughs> Shoot. We tried. Are you calling blacksmith. me more nerdy? Blacksmiths are still. <laughs> We're nerds, but we still get laid. Yeah, and that's you know? that's been people have this misconception yeah, about blacksmiths that they're like big tough, big tough burly blokes that just hit hot steel. But like, um, we're all nerds essentially. Yeah. I think. Yeah, really. When you get down I think to so. it, I think so. Yeah, there's a, there's a few steel of the nerd. guys out there that are like definitely the the big burly dudes trying to you know be big burly dudes so that's why they're doing it right? yeah 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 i feel personally attacked yeah nick and i yeah yeah, kind yeah of i was definitely talking about you yeah. yeah i was more I thinking about this there's an account that i can bring that can bring to mind real quick here and that's shirtless blacksmith i don't know if you guys have ever seen <laughs> that him a thing on, on i haven't seen that. no i haven't yeah, there's, no, look I haven't up the account that. look up the account shirtless blacksmith the guy He's all about blacksmithing without a. Sh- he's ripped as f. I'm sure he freaking you know does uh, good for himself as in, in that department or whatever. But yeah, his his whole thing is like, yeah, look at me, be a man, and sh- yeah, get my shirt off. It's like he's gonna look real funny with a piece of hot sc- scales flapping him right in the nipple. Like yeah, yeah, that's happened How in the middle like of something here. I've uh, I've learned yeah, from that yeah. one. I saw the video of the guy forging with his bare hands. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, very effective. Very effective. Yeah. It's like dipping his knuckle in like a bucket of water and just psh, psh, yeah, punching they, steel. Yeah, just had that punching con- it. This conversation has come up on the podcast before, and there is the ability to do that, right? Because the water will create yeah. a vapor jacket between your hand and the yeah. steel, but in reality, the amount of force that you've got to that you Oh. are able to put into the steel with your bare hand. Like, come on. It's, it's not. No, okay. I, I, I guess I could like bend. A... Yeah. You could no, bend maybe. stuff. Forging I wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine Let's drawing anything out. Worse. You know what I mean? Forging is a difficult thing to do. Let's make it even worse. Let's, you know, <laughs> let's use our bare hands. Like, you know, there's a really nice hammer made over here by Lando. 
but it's all good. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I haven't said it yet. <laughs> but what do you do when you need a cross pain or a ball pain? You just use like one yeah, knuckle or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Karate yeah. chop it. Ball peen, just poking I mean, it with your index finger. Yeah. At yeah. what point yeah. did anybody Drifting. in history Drifting. say, hey, this is a good idea versus using a yeah. fucking rock? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or a piece of wood. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait. Here's a rock with a hole on it that I can put a piece of wood through. This works yeah. amazing. Oh, look at that. I just shaped steel into a, a, the shape of a hammer that I can put on a stick. There we go. Problem solved. Excellent. <laughs> My yeah. thought is they probably don't need figured to... out things with handles before they figured out steel, but yeah. Ah, it's all a media yeah, grab, yeah. dude. That's all it is. This guy's just trying to fucking what came get it. first, the hammer or the tongs? Okay, you know what? We're getting a little political here, guys. Semantics. So, Joel, I was actually wondering, um, when you first started kind of getting into forging, was it always like knives that were the thing that caught your attention? No, originally it was just forging in general. Um, oh, yeah. Just, yeah, the, the act of forging... Um, the forge itself, the anvil, the hammer. Um, and then I played around with a few things. And um, I remember hanging out with mates years and years ago, watching videos on YouTube, like the um, man at arms and all that type of stuff. And um, was just thinking, shit, yeah, I want to give that a go. You know what I mean? And then as soon as I made a couple of knives, I was hooked. Because um, for me, it's a good mix of a lot of different um, skills. The forging um sort of engineering machining in a way woodworking um that sort of put a lot of things together um and then next thing i knew i was just doing that all the time <laughs> didn't have much time for anything else right well, yeah. sort of the way it went really <laughs> hey like <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so but was, how long ago was that that you kind of started uh first started playing with it um, I think about just over three years ago, I really sort of dove into it. Beforehand, I was sort of wow. tink- tinkering around um, from time to time after work and stuff. I was still working full time at the uh, heat treat factory then. Um, so that, that definitely mm. sparked it as well, working with the steel and learning, you know, how to treat steel and being around tools. I have mm. a nice big anvil there as well, so... Yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna get to that right away. But before we <laughs> before we do that, dude, I'm like, I'm just. What the fuck is it with you guys, guys like you, that get into this, and within a couple of years are producing? Yeah. Like, go if you're listening right now and you've got the chance, go look at Adamus underscore Forge on Instagram. Holy crap, man! This guy's making really freaking nice knives. What one of the ones that really, really sticks out to me is the full tang knife that you did that is on its side. The tang is on its side. Yeah, yeah the, the horizontal. Dude, yeah. yeah, the integral with the the tang is ninety degrees to how you normally. That's brilliant. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's really it's cool. absolutely it is, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. That was something yeah. that was just in my mind for a while. I drew it on paper and um, just kept meaning to do it, but getting sidetracked with other things and um, yeah. finally sort of dedicated the time. And that was 
it was a journey, but it's definitely something I'll be doing more of. I think. Uh, just always Did trying to do something different to do that and from unique. Somewhere? I think, yeah, I think I, I remember seeing a Salem Straw video on his YouTube channel ages ago. Um, of just, it wasn't an, an instructional. It was just sort of him showing some of his work, and one of his hunting knives was like that. And then I was like, okay. "Damn, I would give that a go." Um, I mean, you know, I'd never claim to make it up because obviously heaps of people do that. So um, it was just yeah. always in the back of my mind. Yeah. It's actually somebody that I've been following for a while now that I've been very inspired by with their artwork. And I just saw recently that they're claiming to be the first and only person that uses welding to create a bark texture for wood art sculpture. And it's just like, whoa, that's a fucking yeah, been around for a while. That is bold. Crazy. Everything's yeah. been done. Bold claim. Yeah. I was yeah. doing that twenty I was doing that twenty years ago. Yeah. Literally. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I, I did too when done, I was in you know, fucking school. Yeah. Yeah, well there's that. So, that's so hard sure. to reinvent I the wheel. Say I've, I can't say yeah. I've seen this horizontal tang idea very much before it, at, at all, but I'm not like I'm not in the knife game like everybody else is. Is that something that that you're familiar with, Nick and uh, Welshy? I I think I have seen it before, but I can't I can't say where. I don't know if you're the first or not, but man, it doesn't really matter because you pull it off flawlessly. Fucking nailed it! Nailed it! Yeah. 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 Like, I Thanks. actually Appreciate seen that. it before, and I saw that, and I was just like, ooh, now that's cool. Like, and yeah. the way that you did it, so the tang's just very slightly inset, and you've sort of antiqued in the... Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, it, was, um, it was a fun work, build. Amazing. amazing work. And just that slight bend in the tang added a few days to the fit up, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, I bet. I have um, a lot of appreciation for good photography when it comes to Instagram. And dude, you're fucking nailing yeah. that too. Is it all on your phone or how are you doing it? No, I've got a, um old uh, SLR off my older sister. She gave it to me a while ago. Um and just got lucky. My partner's a really good gardener, so it has this nice spot set up in the backyard, and I have this old stump there. Took a few photos. Yeah. I struggled for ages, to be honest, trying to um, get a nice photo. Tried Lightrooms and all that type of stuff, but I could never get it looking right, and I sort of like that natural sort of tone with the natural lights and stuff. Um, and I think I just oh, got yeah, lucky, and I just kept it up. Yeah, no, it looks great, dude. And I also really appreciate the fact that you've got, it's not just those photos on your Instagram. You throw in photos of you working and stuff like that. It shows that you are the the person behind the knives. It's so important to, for people to be doing that on Instagram. There's so many accounts where you go f- scroll through all of the, all their photos and not a single picture of who they are is on that account. It's mm. And every... I, I do I do have a little bit of distaste when every photo is the same. For example, mm. I see knife makers that will use a black backdrop for their knives and every photo looks almost identical. The knife is different, but it would be almost impossible to pick out the one that you actually want to look at when you're looking yeah. at them all on the same backdrop like that. 
So it's a good idea to to change up the backdrop once in a while too. For sure, yeah. That's something I'm trying to do more recently, um, you know, show people who's behind it because that's, that's where I struggle. I could sit out there yeah. and make stuff all day, but, you know, putting myself on camera and things, I still feel a little bit awkward. <laughs> so I've got to warm up to that. My favorite picture on your Instagram new. is actually yeah. the one of you um, hand filing, it looks like, filing a guard for guard slot for a Bowie knife. And it just shows you like right in there, fucking bandage on your finger. You're working, dude, man. You look <laughs> like you you look like a working man. It's just like that's the shit that I fucking like. It's not all the. Th- that's not the only thing I want to see on Instagram. In fact, it's like one photo <laughs> of it's good enough. But show me the ma- the person be. Show me the maker behind the product, right? Yeah. I see you do a lot of yeah, nice got, um, really solid pictures. Yeah. yeah, I didn't take that photo. I had a a, um, a friend from Iron Monkey Photography. He come out and took some photos of me. Um, he does some nice work. You uh, you do knife making classes? Yeah, just sort of a, a basic type thing. Um, sort of forge a chef knife and take it home at the end. That's awesome. Well, here we go. Obviously, we there's go. still a lot, a lot for me <laughs> to learn personally. So, um, yeah, no, it's good. I, I enjoy it. Yeah. Getting to meet a lot you of know different what people. And, um, what? Oh, um, so, yeah, I own what? Twisted Steel Blacksmithing with my wife. And uh, oh, yeah. we pretty much exclusively do knife making classes, one-day classes. It's uh, We take an average of eight people per day and you make a knife start wow. fresh in one day so yeah that's, that's what a lot we of do. people so yeah most i've done is i think uh, i did a three-person one and that was it was fun but gosh it was exhausting there's a lot going on especially with yeah. the grinding and stuff yeah, i feel is. like you know you've got to yeah. it's so easy to slip up and take a knuckle off <laughs> luckily i haven't had that well happen, so. I, you got to be really dedicated to really hurt yourself you know you gotta lean into it a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Right. Sure. As soon as it starts to hurt most people, how do, how do you, oh, ouch, and pull their hand away. So, yeah. How do you manage it with the one day with the heat treating and stuff like that? We heat treat it and anneal it. That's, you know, we <laughs> anneal at uh, 400 Fahrenheit for an hour. So, an hour. Okay. Yeah. That's, oh, sorry, an hour yeah. and a half. Yeah. I'm assuming that's oh, okay. like lunch break time. Yeah, that's lunch break time. And that's when we also mm. pick handle material. So we'll go over yeah, that. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. That's good because it gets you, um, I've noticed. Every day. So, yeah, that's great. What about, have you ever thought about doing differential annealing? Or um, is, that, is that the right word wording for it? Is that what I'm thinking of? Were you differential like an edge treat? quench or something? Not edge quenched, but um, you temper from the back edge with a with a torch. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, temper. yeah, you very could. easy to go yeah. too far, but yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's a real easy it's way to up. screw it up. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And I think with the because tempering, it's I'm going like... if, if you'd made some more knives, Lando, then maybe you would know that. <laughs> well, no, the reason, also, that, yeah, fuck, fuck yeah. right off. It's time oh, at tempering oh, oh, oh. that plays a big part Ooh. as well, for sure. 
Well, the yeah. thing, I, the reason I asked that, and this came into question with somebody recently with differential heat treat uh, or tempering like that with hammers. So when you're doing a hammer like that, you're throwing it on a hot stake and you're letting that heat run from the center of the hammer out towards the faces. Yeah. That happens. That that actually happens pretty fucking quick. Now, yeah. you do a t- oven oven temper. And on a hammer, you want to do two cycles at two hours minimum yeah. on a hammer. In yeah. my mind, I mean, I'm like, how, how, it, how, how, is that super quick temper doing the same thing that that slow temper is doing? Are you achieving the, the, same, the same results or what's the difference between the two? What are you, what's what are you achieving that's different that from one another? I think with Dude, the quick me... temper, you're you're softening. Oh, sorry, go. Uh, do I, do no, I get to go all technical? Oh, you sort of jumped in <laughs> like, there. I, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna jump in, but uh... <laughs> I do understand that obviously your rate of annealing is going to difference from where the heat comes from outwards right there is going to be that difference versus an oven temper okay go ahead go ahead nick tell me lay it on me buddy big thing when it comes to tempering is that temperature matters vastly more than time yeah okay okay um if if you ever seen a tempering diagram the curve i'm gonna try and do this so that it's the right way for you guys is it's sort of like it's almost it's it's a very steep sort of decline, and then it almost flattens right out. Right. Uh, so once you've achieved a certain temperature, you're really not getting that much more by leaving it for longer. Now it's more important on thick sections of steel to leave it for longer to ensure that the whole thing actually achieves that same consistent yeah. temperature. Right, because it, it's you know. They typically say an hour per inch of thickness, right? But really, you're getting your maximum benefits in the first few minutes of that steel reaching that temperature. That's hmm. where you're getting the relaxation of the stresses in the steel. You're getting the grain boundary alignment. Right. Hmm. That's the most important thing. So that's why when you do a torch temper, because you're getting the temperature up, very very quickly you know you're getting that process happening and really you're not going to gain that much more by having it for longer good to know that you've you've totally laid it out for me in the right aspect dude man that i i hope our listeners feel the same way from that one man because you painted a a clear picture for me bud Yay, Nick's back. He does all the technical things. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, our in-house metallurgist. <laughs> yeah. How's your uh, how's your background on metallurgy, Joel? Where do you stand on that defigure? Um, I'm not a scholar. Um, like I've not studied, but it's more um, you know, a lot of research in my downtime and stuff like that. A lot of sort of work experience at the factory I used to work at. Right, um, so we right. used to heat treat a lot of, a lot of forty one forty um, K one ten, um, some different stainlesses, um, a lot more machining and hardwearing type of steels, which um, 
So yeah, I was going to say the complete opposite of Chris just there that it's time at temperature that makes a difference. But um, you know. Oh, oh, oh! Here we go. Okay, lay it on me, buddy. <laughs> no, 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 because no, that was my understanding that it has to. Uh, some steels require different times. Like some you could temper for an hour, half an hour. Some you need to temper for two hours, type of thing. So, yeah. you know. This is what I just said is sort of a general rule, (laughs) whereas the specifics of everything do vary an awful lot based on what the steel is and what its function is. For example, if you're looking for something that is going to have a lot of toughness, a longer temper is going to get you better results. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. You're going to decrease your hardness you're going to be able to take more abuse. Uh, if the temperature's you know constant, it won't get softer. Uh, a little bit. I mean, it, yeah, I'm not the talking... The temperature is gonna... going to determine what your hardness is. The toughness yeah. is going to be gradually increased by the amount of time that it spends at that set temperature. Huh. Right? Because it's providing more time for the grain boundaries to organize into a regular pattern. Ah. Ah. Hmm. Interesting. Very cool. So when it came to the heat treating job that you used to do, what what was the role that you played in that uh, position? Where were you at and all that? Uh, what did you have to do um, in that sort facility? Of, uh, everything, really. Sort of, I was an operator was the, the job description. Um, so everything from loading furnaces, quenching, um, testing, doing... Computer paperwork, um, forklifting, crane use, sort of. Um, so yeah, sort of in a facility like that, are you guys using massive bathtubs for your quenching process? How does all that work out? Yeah, so there's there's a big, massive furnace which is literally the size of my whole workshop, um, and oh, that's yeah. the stress reliever. Yeah, it's it's a beast. That's the um the stress reliever. So. Uh, so, for example, if a um, a big frame for a coal loader has just been welded and fabricated, it needs to come in there, sort of like a temper. Um, it'll get stress relieved yeah. at a certain temperature, and that'll obviously take all the stresses from the welding out. And um, and there's also a fluid bath there, which is a really, really good way to heat treat. I'd love to have one in my own workshop, but quite a bit of Say that again? stuff involved with it. A fluid bath, uh, and that fluid runs bath. off. Al- yeah, it's an aluminium oxide furnace. Huh. So you fill it with aluminium oxide, and you introduce a mix of um, natural gas, nitrogen. Depending on your process, sometimes it can be ammonia, and that will um, fluidize the the aluminium oxide. So it makes sure it's a completely oxygen-free environment as well so you don't get much scale on your steel and it's a consistent ah. temperature. I mean, I, I've treated a few knives in that furnace before and literally as soon as you dip it in, the whole knife's at temperature. It, it, so is pretty that... Pretty much as soon as it hits that bath. Is that a, is that a salt bath essentially then? I was going to say it's comparable. Similar, to- I think. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah, what yeah, about, similar without um, the crazy risks. That's yeah. was going to be my next question. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, great. Yeah. 
Interesting. So yeah, so it's not going to blow up. Have this. If somebody wanted this at home, is it? Are you capable of setting something like this up in a home based? No, Nick's shaking his head. No, no. not easily. <laughs> You're dealing with lots of compressed gas. Not easily. No way. And, you know, it's the kind of thing. Like, could yep, you yep. do it? I mean, every, anything <laughs> could. possible. Like, what you want? But to really, should you? Possible? Should you do yeah. it? Could you? No, there's there's no need. It's <laughs> um, you know you know who you're talking to, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you do it? And should you do it? It's done. It's already done. I did it. <laughs> Lando never takes the time for that question. It's like, right? Do it? Yes, good enough. Already done. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> yes, that's me, man. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. It's a great way to so, um, what are the yeah, get questions? consistent and accurate right. temperatures. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, at this at the facility, I, I'm sorry, Nick. We're not we're not done Go there ahead. yet. I know, I know you. Yeah, I know you want to move on, but I'm interested to know. No, this is cool shit, dude, man. A big heat treating yes, facility, yes, right? This isn't something that the normal everyday person gets to see. Is this stuff like this is. Like I could start telling you mm. about what I do at my work in research and development of tearing buses apart and rebuilding them, trying different motors and this and that and all the different testing I do. And people would probably be like pretty interested because it's not something that everyday yeah. person gets to see. Right. But this is a show about freaking blacksmithing and knife making. And he's working in a freaking heat trading facility. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's pretty that cool. Is pretty cool. <laughs> I want to know yeah, more. It's like stepping back in time when you walk in there. <laughs> what do you want to know? Do you, are you guys using like dip tanks at all for quenching? I don't. There, it, there like, is one large... massive oil tank. Yeah, yeah. There is one big one where it, you've got to use the gantry crane to sort of pick the piece up and drop it in. Otherwise, there's a sort of next to the fluid bath, which is only you know, um, a meter or two meters in diameter. So it's not, not huge, the fluid bath. There's an oil tank next to that, which is the same big. size. Yeah, yeah, I mean, How yeah. big is the, it's overkill. Oh, the for oil tank's the same size. So what's yeah, so the, we have what a size of stuff crane. you guys normally heat <laughs> Sorry. Literally, it can be anything from, sorry, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Um, it can be anything from bolts little screws and bolts up to massive um, sort of machining parts or like mining parts like um, coal shakers and big um, sort of like digger, what do you call those things? <laughs> Excavating um, like the, the tools and stuff like that. Esc- esc- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a whole mix of things. It can be sort of anything. Um, a lot of bushes and gears and... Um, sleeves we actually there is one thing we call fire sticks there which is really fun to quench because they're literally um a hollowed out stick probably a meter and a half long and um they use those for drilling the holes in the mines for the um explosives um and when you put it in the bath obviously it fills yeah yeah (laughs) and it fills up with um the aluminium oxide so when you go to quench it in the oil, 
that shoots fire all the way up to the bloody ceiling. It's um, it's pretty oh, crazy yeah. sight to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You literally you stand like two or three meters back from it, and you can feel the heat. It's insane. So you guys wearing like the big protective suits and masks and gloves and all that stuff? Yeah, you think so? Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> For the right. Time, right? <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not yeah, gonna yeah. When, when we're using the big oil tank. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Did you say that you double wrapped it earlier? You're gonna be safe about that, but you're not gonna be safe about, <laughs> about working. <laughs> Typical <know>. blacksmith. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. really, really, and and really, when we're talking about double wrapping our hoses, we're talking about hydraulic hoses. Yes. Yes. So we were. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely the hydraulic hose. I'm, like more, I'm more comfortable around pressure. heat and yeah, fire right. than hydraulic it's oil. It's a good old hydraulic <laughs> piston <laughs> there, yeah. Ooh, yeah. So how about we uh, move on from what you used to do and move on to, like, you know, what you're doing now. Why don't you tell us a bit about your shop? Yeah. Yeah, so um, I rent a space about 15 minutes from my place. Um sort of like a light industrial shed um, and yeah, sort of spend all my time out there usually. I did start at my place here in, I uh, sort of live in central Newcastle in this, around the CBD. So obviously blacksmithing doesn't work in your backyard. Um, so eventually I had to rent a space because my neighbours were getting the shits. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, we've all experienced yeah you know, like just, just keep, now I have this space I can, Accumulate more tools and expand a bit and do more fun things. Um, Anytime anybody yeah. ever brings up the fact that they have to deal with their neighbors complaining about <laughs> their blacksmithing, I'm like, oh, it ins. And I, I, I don't know. Steve's gonna be like, "What the fuck, dude? You bring me up too often, man." And it's always in this manner. <laughs> but Steve, Steve Dupra literally lives his neighbors are like right fucking there and he's running a freaking power hammer in his backyard he's got a a, a little uh, shop he built in his backyard and he's running a power hammer back there and it's like dear lord man your poor you know, neighbors <laughs> miles volman yeah. miles volman same thing he's got an angle. yeah yeah he just <laughs> set it up yeah yeah and, like he's doing that in his garage but i mean yeah so <laughs> Justin, you say that. Justin's running a 25 pound little giant in his garage but I mean his he doesn't have neighbors on one side of like he, no. on one yeah. side of his house it goes out into like a big field or whatever into bush well, and stuff right really you're forging during the day right you're not forging you guys day. might be yeah. well, I, mean, I mean legally you have that time yeah. limit you can make noise but you'd yeah. want to be making your neighbors offerings from time to time I think yeah fucking no kidding eh and it's 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 funny because when yeah. i first started doing this i was in my garage and you know tink tink tinking away on on the anvil and uh i had one neighbor that came up to me and you can tell that she was pissed off and then she got up to me and yeah i'm six foot two three hundred pounds it, it, it people's demeanor changes really quickly when we're face to face i mean i'm the world's biggest puss but i guess apparently i do and you know i i do intimidate some people i would have so. never guessed what that you're the but world's you're so biggest puss <laughs> i'm cuddly like a 
teddy bear standing there you're with so, a hammer in dude, your hand you're, 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 like the, you're like the nicest fucking person i know like literally <laughs> you were like no no you I, sir don't, have got to find better people <laughs> i guess yeah, well, that's yeah. It. Yeah. i was uh i was described uh while i was uh at the mental health spot as a uh a marshmallow in a grizzly suit. <laughs> yeah. I would I re- say that's fairly accurate. Yeah. I, yeah. I refer to, uh, I do refer to Justin as Fuzzy Gummy Bear from now on, by the way. <laughs> Fuzzy Gummy Bear. <laughs> that's, that's stuck. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. getting into running this as a business, you kind of you know rolled into it as a business and as you're rolling through it as a business you're probably having to figure things out what are some of the key factors that you could point out that you've ran into when it comes to establishing your business sir yeah um it's sort of i I did a um a small business course initially which is sort of like a um state government-run thing it's called the NICE course n-e-i-s and that is sort of where you will get trained for a few months at first by some mentors and um then you'll go out and start your small business through those guys which will help you with funding um for the first few months months initially um and you'll also have access to their mentorship as you're starting out so i honestly don't think i could have done it without that because i learned you know the financing things, marketing, a lot of stuff like that, and just how to actually establish a business legally, all the sort of ins and outs and things like that. And, I mean, yeah, the rest is sort of just figured out over time. I got to give a shout-out to our friend uh, Nick Tobin, Token Tobin, over at Pickle Cutters because he has done the exact same thing. He's gone through a government program and – I know there's other people that have done this too. I can't think of any other names off the top of my head. Jason Duguay. Jason Duguay. You're right. Jason Duguay is doing the same thing. In fact, he just got approved for getting some um, funding towards his hydraulic press that we're going to build together. Oh, that's awesome. And he's getting funding towards his training at Black Cat Metals with Chris Green. Yeah. So long story short, Joel got some funding. To, yeah. to learn how to do this. That's great. Holy oh. fuck. Thank you. I'll have another sip of this Baltic bison while I'm at it. Oh, if, there you go. You, yeah. you carry fix, this for me. That'll fix you, you up. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you got some funding. And, and how long have you been, like, where are you finding your market? How How are you? How are you doing that? A market, um, yeah, that's that's the hard part, really. Um, I do mostly chef knives, culinary stuff. Um, so um, I live very close to the Hunter Valley vineyards, which is sort of world renowned as well. So yeah. I've worked with a few chefs out there, and um, a few other people I know that's who awesome. run catering and very successful restaurants these days. So that's helped out. Um, and it's, it's still something right. I'm working on as well. I find that is, that is, yeah, that, that is the hardest part for me. I mean, I could make stuff all day long, but it's putting the time into the marketing and 
all the little the niche side of yeah. things that you know I learned a lot in the business course I yeah. did, but there's there's still so much that I can sort of figure out and learn in terms of that. So where are you where are you finding your effective marketing? Like where, what's your, like for us, for instance, we do radio and a lot of mm. social media marketing as well. So, I mean, where is it like in that aspect, not where are you finding your niche? Where are you bringing the most stuff in? For me, mostly Instagram. Um, I do have my website as well, yeah. which sort of gets quite a bit of traffic outside of Instagram and Facebook. Um, I've fuck? noticed a lot of more what's, Google search your- coming in. What's your website, buddy? Adamasforge.com.au. Uh, you know I'm what? Actually, I'm in the process of sort of revamping it and changing the whole um, look of it at the moment, but that's a journey in itself. Um, yeah, but I noticed Instagram is my biggest one, and I did. I have um, found lately that locally anyway, a lot of word of mouth. The people I've talked to have mm. heard about me yeah. through friends and things like that. So that's good. That goes far. Yeah. That goes yeah. Yeah. Far. 100%. Do you have uh, business cards or anything like that that you hand out on a regular? I do have business cards, but I'm hopeless with them. I need I need to get myself more into that mindset, you know, so I carry them with me and I pass them out in conversations yeah. with people. But I, I sort of lack on that, to be honest. Okay. So this is this is something that I think is going to become a hot commodity if people want to take my advice. Stickers. Yeah. That yeah. have that have your business information on it. It's not just like, oh, your logo. Oh, I'm Adamus Forge. Mm. But Adamus Forge at on but- your Instagram name on there your phone number on there and your email address on there or or very least your website. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yes, yeah. exactly. It, at one of those variations at yeah. the minimum, if not a couple. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Um, People love stickers, dude. And you'd be so oh, yeah. surprised. Yeah. Even if you personally go and slap those stickers and, Oh, you know, you're on the subway, whatever. You slap one here. No one's looking, right? Yep. On the chairlift at the ski yeah, resort. Some people put on a um, put on a music event. You you slap up some flyers and sure enough, I think I might be enticing. Condone vandalism and apply advertisements <laughs> to unregistered places. <laughs> Abstract blacksmith does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Is, the, the is there really by good... Lando are not necessarily those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true that, true that. Joel, is, is there really generally good... the views of the other hosts? <laughs> <laughs> this is me trying to change the topic. Joel, is there a good place for you to get knife steel and knife making materials in Australia? Obviously, there's the two main ones, Artisan Supplies, uh, which is Gamico and um, Nordic Edge. There's a yeah. couple other ones opening up. Oz Maker Supply, he's a good one as well. Um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty well it at the moment. Do you deal Sorry with? Sorry, I've forgotten any other ones. <laughs> uh, for handle materials. Yeah. Um, I, ha- I haven't actually purchased through them before. I've um, 
I get a lot of my handle materials through Refined by James. He's um he's locally to me. Um, great guy. Makes some really nice stabilized and dyed materials. Nice. Well, uh, I hate Mm. to put it on you because it's probably not going to be financially um, within your means to bother ordering from uh, our our favorite knife steel supplier, and that's Maritime Knife Supply. Um, If you're in Canada or the USA, for that matter, you really need to look into MaritimeKnifeSupply.ca or .com. He rolls under both. And you know what, man? This this is Lawrence Lake, if you don't know. Lawrence is... He's a gentleman of gentlemen. Like, he is so freaking helpful, dude. You, you Nick, you, you laugh. He has been so helpful to me. Oh, so no, I'm, kind to I me. wasn't laughing about that, man. I you're laughing. I know you're laughing about my demeanor. That's you're what you're laughing gushing. about. Gushing, yeah. yeah, yeah. My gushing. Ability to do Lando Slice ad read. Yeah, yeah. Lando has a boyfriend <laughs> named Lawrence Lake. That's what I just heard from him. I have. I might. He. he well, he's. He's a good-looking dude. He is. I'm not going to lie. There. He is a. He is a dashing man. Yeah. Yeah. Him. Him he and Dennis. Him and Dennis Tyrell. You put them side by side, and it's like. I, I don't know who's more han- who's more handsome. You or you? You or you? I don't know. Wow! <laughs> right? Well, on top of that, he yeah. provides some really awesome deals. Yeah, he really and, does. And you can use the code FSC Kill and save yourself a hundred bucks on even heat or Paragon Kilns if you head over to Maritime Knife Supply. Use that code and check out, and you can thank us later. I know TJ Bremner did. Yeah. Awesome. And there's there also the deal on on belts. Buy ten, yeah. save ten percent. Right? There's that deal yeah. for the price of nine. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite things that I've bought from Maritime Supply twice now is little diamond files. Love, love those things. I didn't even need to buy the second set, and I just did it because I love them so much. I'm like, I'm buying a second set for when I need a go. second set. <laughs> Yeah, I need to get Andy. myself a file guide. You guys keep on pushing me to make the knives. Yeah, if I'm gonna do it, file Bubble guide, guide. Yeah. file guide. Yep, yeah. Yep. Sure. It's amazing I, I think how it's... much of a game changer that yeah. is. It is. Hey, it really, it is useful. It's really useful. Yeah. What are yeah, you using really for a file guide, Joel? So, guy recently, um, I'm using the Nordic Edge. Well, Creative oh, Man, it was frozen. at that stage, but it's the Nordic Edge one. Right, yep. Yep. Uh, I have to apologize. We are running into a little bit of delays within everybody here and how the recording's going, so there might be a little bit of jumping back and forth. As far as we're... Re- in regards to this, you guys, Nick and Walshie, don't even worry about it because we're all being recorded separately. So everything Joel is saying is being recorded and will come through on the podcast. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, thank God. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Because if, if you were in the hot seat right now, one of us, you'd be like, holy fuck, this is going to be a mess. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm pretty sure. Oh, oh, there you go. I was like, wow, Joel's like been frozen for like a minute now. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> oh. It's all running no, smooth you know on my end. You're, yeah. just, <laughs> you're just really good at holding the same face for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I think it's that time. Bring it, buddy. Oh, oh, tell us about your tool. Uh, tool. Uh, 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 tools, tools, yeah. tools, tools. <laughs> You're running in your shop. Where do I start? Um, I'll start with the anvil, I guess, eh? Yes, yes. yes. That's where it all happens. Um, so I'm running a, I think it's just a 60 kilo, actually, um, BSL Anvils, which is an Australian brand. Um, it's not a crazy vintage Peter Wright or anything, which I'm, I'm actually okay with. I really like this BSL. It's clean, it's new. You should be okay um, with it. Freshly made. Yep. Yeah, 100%. It's a great anvil. Castile, yeah. Um, before that, I was, sorry? Castile. Castile, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. 100 no, no faceplate. Sorry, I just it, lost that no for a second. Sorry, the connection. Yeah, sorry. No, there's right. no faceplate on it. It's just it's solid cast steel. The whole anvil. Yeah, solid, solid steel. Yep. Oh, dude, that's you can't beat that, right? It's amazing how much better it is than the previous one. I had one of those cheap um, eBay, Amazon, those blue Stachio ones, you know, those cheap yeah, ones. Yeah, <laughs> I think you've talked yeah. about them before on your show, actually. Yeah, yeah and um, yeah, oh, the up. rebound is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. For the price you pay, can you go wrong with them, though? No, oh, it's a chunk of steel. And mine, mine came with a crack in it, actually, and I ended up paying fifty dollars for the, the initial <laughs> one. So I can't complain. There you go. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I've never heard that before. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Yeah. I um I sent the guy a message on eBay saying, "Oh, the the hardy hole has a crack coming all the way out to the side of it," and he was like, "It'll be fine." And I said, "Well." I'm going to be beating the shit out of it, so it's probably not going to be fine. Um, and sure enough, years later, it's fine. But I ended up getting it for fifty dollars in the end. <laughs> wow, fucking! I mean, what you probably paid like two hundred for it or something, right? Yeah, it costs two hundred. Um, but yeah, I don't have to worry about that now. I've got the BSL. That's a a great anvil. Good luck finding a f- good luck finding an anvil for two hundred bucks. That's right. You know, it's everybody's got to start yeah. somewhere, whether it's a piece of railroad track or, you know, an Amazon anvil. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for sure. Using your fist to forge something, yeah. however you want. And you were talking about a, a, you've got a fly press? Yeah, I've got a, um, a 12 ton acro fly press, which was made in Sydney. I uh, couldn't give the exact date it was made but it's quite old um and it's a great 
Great tool. So versatile. You can do anything with those. Oh, yeah. yeah, I love it. Um, but I ended up needing to build the the log splitter just to save my shoulders a bit, because it's still, yeah. you know, it's yeah. quite a workout yeah. even though it's a twelve ton prayer. Yeah, yeah it's still oh, a sure. human powered object, you know. Right. Nothing like having to swing those yeah. giant giant balls around in the middle of the fucking air. Right? Yeah, above dude. Your head. Yeah, it's like and I noticed like with, with my fucking, dies. It's like, it's... sorry. Yeah, it, it's still, you've got to use your arm. And I noticed my die plates, um, I might have used thin, thinner stock than I should have, and they've started to bend with the heat over time, and there's a little bit of a spring in the in the bottom of the plate. So whenever I press oh, down shit. on it, oh. you can really no- Yeah, so you can really notice how much force you're losing with just that tiny bit of spring. So I've got to redo Great. all those. Um that is inherently the issue on a C-frame press, right? So a high very on the ball today. Hydraulic, a high, uh, uh, sorry, a, a log splitter essentially falls into being a C-frame. Have you have you noticed that there's rocking in it at all? Are you dealing with that with the log splitter? Yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't really put it to the test as of yet, but I have noticed with the RAM slide itself, there's a tiny bit of movement. Um, so I'm just going to have to play with that a little bit to tighten everything up and make sure it's not going to rock back and forward when I'm pressing things. So the big that, thing it's, that it's I see sturdy. in a lot of C frames is this: the dies wanting to move in. Um, not a linear plane as they press because the frame will start to actually bend if it's not strong enough that's that is the hugest thing you have to watch for in a c-frame style press is for that your if you see your die starting to press like slanting that you're getting more press on one side of the die versus the other you're you're going to be really stressing your frame at that point so you got to really watch out for what happening so you got the fly press you got the hydraulic Mm -hmm. press got a sweet anvil what do you got the anvil mounted yeah i've um, got the sweet anvil um i've got a massive sort of piece of shs um that I've welded some legs onto it. I still need to bolt it into the ground, but I don't actually think I'm allowed to at this place, so I've got to be careful there. I think I heard in one of your previous podcasts that you filled yours with sand, Lando, so I'm actually going to do the same with mine. I could be wrong if that was someone else. Um, So, yeah, I've just got it on a massive SHS with a few things welded to it to hold it down a bit. and it's it's sturdy. It doesn't ring much. It doesn't move much. It's quite a dead weight. So nice, nice. So what about a forge? What are you running? There you go. That was it. The next question. Home built forge. I like to um, I like to try and make the tools at first if I can. Um, so yeah, I've just got an old gas cylinder, eight point five kilo. 
I've um, cut the end off it, filled it with some fiber, uh, refractory concrete, and stuck a burner in there. Very nice. Awesome. Yeah, as well. Yeah, I haven't Sorry had an upgrade for a while now. So. Style? Yeah, Venturi, yeah, yeah. burner. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. One or two burners? Just one single burner? Just one burner. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow, right dude. I still get How forge welding temperatures with the one burner. Um, yeah, for sure. I've got a little um, slot in the back which has a sort of sliding door, so I can pass things through if I need to do longer, longer knives or right. something like that. But um, yeah, I've done nice. a bit of Damascus in there, so no problem with temperatures. That's awesome. Awesome. How long have you been running that forge for now? That forge, um, two years. And have you had to worry about? I've had to sort of recoat factory or any. Only when I was playing with borax. Um, but now I sort of just try and do the forge welding fluxless just to save all that shit. Um, I've had to recode it a couple of times, but that's just to sort of keep it nice and clean. Um, otherwise, no, it's solid. Yeah. Awesome. So, so what? what is your favorite hammer? Oh, dude. Hey, thief. Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> Come on. Well, <laughs> Take off, you hoser. Take off, what? eh? Wow. Here, I'm going to jump on. in and ask it. You know what? What is your I'm go-to add- hammer? What's the one that you find yourself <laughs> grabbing most frequently? Um, The rounding. Rounding hammer and flat face. Just the, the classic forging hammer. Um, I've got a three and a half pound Hi. made by a local blacksmith, plain old iron. Um, great hammer. Oh yeah, yeah. I've got a couple cross peens and um, other things like that, but I just go straight to the rounding and flat face. Yeah. Oh, how heavy is it? Three and a half pound. Oh yeah. Right, so that's a good solid weight for a Typ- typical. Yeah, typical. Yeah, typical yeah, blacksmith. Sure. Pretty standard hammer, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I sort I know of, I'm, I'm a bit lazy dressing the faces on them though. Yeah, you know, keeping the faces polished—that's a pain. It's... I, I, yeah. I, hammers aren't such a big deal. It's more like chisels and uh, top tools that you really don't want to be lazy on dressing the faces of. Yeah. Do you find um, yourself using much in the way of like top tooling, uh, bottom tooling, stuff in your spring wages, or is it mostly just hammer work? And um, I've got a couple little, little, yeah, mostly hammer work. Um, I've got a few little tools I've made up for doing the spoons and things like that. Um, but yeah, mostly back and forth between the fly press and the hammer if I need to. Try and do as much as I can on the anvil. Do you own a striking anvil? No, I've just got no. I don't. Just got that big one out of use. I guess I could use that old. Sorry, this is go? something that I'm really suggesting to a lot of people lately, and I make them 
I'm not obviously not pushing this on you because I'm not sending a fucking striking anvil to Australia. That would be dumb. There's probably <laughs> somebody closer to you that can make it for a lot cheaper than what it's going to cost me to ship it to you. Striking anvils are like if you don't have one, you f- you you should have one. You really should have a striking anvil. Every blacksmith should have a striking anvil, in my personal opinion. You get that lower base set on it versus your anvil mm. that you use on a daily basis, specifically for using top and bottom tools on. That is the main reason you want to have a striking anvil is it offsets the height difference for using a top tool. Right. There's other uses to it too, like being able to sit at it on a on a stool and having your anvil at the right height for sitting wise. There's also that that comes into play. You throw a hardy hole on a striking anvil and you can throw any hardy tool in there you want in combination with any top tool you want. Dude, dude. You I don't know what am I missing when it comes to people not having these, Nick? You um, want to jump yeah, in. It helps the workflow yeah. as well, I imagine. Yeah, it's it's nice to have a anvil set up at a lower height. Uh, I honestly, I don't actually even use mine for striking nearly as much anymore. Right, like you know, a lot of times I've got a power hammer. I'm working mostly by myself, but for doing things like upsets, uh, doing things like drifting, it's awesome to have that yeah. work down at a practical height. You're not trying to reach up and over. You can really get over top of your material. It uh, it's nice, and I mean, they are fairly easy to make. They are yeah. typically mild steel. A lot typically of hardened, you know, like it's, for uh, striking purposes. Yeah, if you're not using it as a striking anvil, by all means. Well, I mean, if you're 41. making a striking anvil, you might as well have it so that you can use it for striking. So that those if, occasional if you... jobs where you just desperately need somebody to swing a sledge for uh, so i made one recently for johan penner and i made it out of 4140 and i made sure that i dialed back the temper on it big time specifically for that it's like the 4140 will still leave a little bit of toughness in there even though it's tempered back to nothing but it adds a little bit yeah, of heavy was that? for it for personal use right um, what sort of weight you're talking with the striking? Hundred pounds, maybe full total yeah, weight yeah. with yeah, the legs but, and all. Yeah, the block itself doesn't actually need to be that heavy. You know, yeah, 20, so 20, I like I like you use or, you know like, like two two kilos. inch thick, two inch thick block, and I like it to be at least six inches wide, ten inches long. Let me go measure mine. Oh, here we go. I'm going to pull out the measuring tape, too, because i got to go <laughs> measure mine. Do you measure from your back, Nick, or do you start? Where do you start? He's actually measuring. Wow. Yeah. That's that set up right next yeah, mine's to Mine's four and a half by 12. Yeah. yeah. So it's four and a half... By twelve, that's yeah, that's still wide, twelve long. Still decent size. Is it on a plate at all, or is yes. it just? Yeah, yeah. The plate's so bigger. That's on top the, of a, yeah, that's on top of a one-inch thick plate that's a little bit wider. 
So yeah, I don't like the I don't like I don't like the plate. Uh, it's just because of how mine's like made. Uh, Yours actually... needs the one inch plate because it's only four inches wide. Yes, it ne- it um, needs it. Yeah, my, my striking anvil is a bit special to me. Uh, I made it over in England with Alex Steele. Um, oh I, God, yeah, damn it, on, dude! On the live show, back when Alex what? Was used to run the live shows, I uh, we were drifting it like actually. Holy shit, dude! That is awesome. Yeah. So I've got a, a funny story about it. I went to go and uh, like, how on earth am I going to get this thing back to Canada? Right? Like I can't fit it in my luggage. Like, I didn't have to leave that much space. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so what I, Sam Fowler, who uh, Alex passed yeah. right there, literally made this little box up for it. I like coated the whole thing in duct tape and made a duct tape handle for it. And then drew like a boom box front on it. So I was walking through, like, you know, I was, I think it was a Gatwick airport with this <laughs> tape. 100 pound boom box. Yeah, well, it's, like I said, it's probably about 30 pounds, right? And I go up the, 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 the luggage thing to go and put it, like, you know, at the bottom of the plane. I'm like, boof, what's that? It's like, uh, it's an anvil, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there looking at it, going, "Do we take that? I don't know. Does that need to go into oversize? It's not oversize." They ended up having <laughs> to take it to the oversize just because they're like, "The last thing we need is that flying off a belt somewhere and hitting somebody in the head." Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a swage block, Joel? No, I don't. I do not. I've missed the boat on those. Oh. They're way too expensive these days. Especially in Australia, I can. But imagine. I've sort of I've made uh, little swages. Yeah, man, it's it's hard to get shit like that here. People charge upwards of three thousand dollars for a big swage block at the moment. Um, what kind of you know like for the spoons and made? stuff? I've made my own. Yeah, just for the spoons, um, random little, just different concaves and um, bends and stuff like that. Nothing too crazy, but just. Just gets me by for what I need. Top tools to match. Yeah, yeah. I've got some spoon steaks, actually, so I've sort of made swages to match those. And oh, then I can man. just bang no, them fire press or do it all on the hand. Anvil swages, yeah. You should, you should, yeah. it, well, if you don't want to, by all means, I understand, but I would really love to see these tools shared on your Instagram, my man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'll definitely, um, I've got to do the spoons next week or over the weekend, so I'll try and take some videos of that. It's something that I'd really like to see more in the community. It's something that I've been pushing quite a bit. I've seen a few other people doing it, but shop tips. It is one of the best things you can do on Instagram. Throw out a quick reel on something that you have found in your shop that helps you throughout the day it takes Mm. fucking 10 minutes to take a little video write up the blip about what it is not even 10 minutes five minutes take a little video about what it is that you just did that you're like wait a minute i just did something that saves me a lot of fucking time let me take a video of it really quick show everybody what i did and 
now people are learning from you people are you're helping people advance the our community is not big enough to not help each other man yeah yeah well it it is yeah although i i did hear a statistic that said that there are more blacksmiths bladesmiths and farriers now than there ever has been in history that makes sense I, oh, so people know that you definitely hope well, yeah, yeah, just but, by the numbers, there's way more people than there ever has been in history. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, but it's also a much more niche hobby thing now, whereas before every town needed at least a yeah. few. Yeah. 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 Every yeah. town needed a few, but I can think of about 10 guys in Red Deer that are doing it. Full-time? Right. Full-time well, businesses. This is fair enough that if you count people who are doing it part-time, no. Yeah, if you, I'm talking part time too. Yeah, yeah, fuck the part timers. Oh, yeah. They don't. They don't count. Guys like me don't. Yeah, count. Lando. <laughs> yeah, that's why I just said. I, that's me. I don't count. I'm just. Yes, a, you do, buddy. You do I'm, count. You do. I'm just, I'm just a number in a. I'm just a number in a massive fucking company that doesn't give a fuck about anything but numbers. Are you saying, despite all your rage, you're still just a rat in a cage? Pretty much. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> well. What do you? Where else do you stand in this world nowadays, dude? Are we getting political again? No. Did I, did I no, just no. do that? No, you didn't. Have you have you gotten any uh, toy linseed oil lately, dude? Have you gotten any yet? I I haven't. I I need to. I need to order some. I really Ooh, do. Dude. You had a fucking. Week. I do. <laughs> I did not episode. have a week. Yeah, you I said the last episode. Have... That was a week ago. Yeah. I've also been out of my mind busy. But that was a that, <laughs> yeah. that's a that was a that week. was a week ago. Yeah, that's right. I actually also have two grinders to order as well. So. Oh really? What are you yeah. looking at? What are you considering? Uh, Miles Waldman. I'm, I'm gonna. You know what? I love Miles' Volder. <laughs> Let me try that again. I love Miles Volman's grinder. It's a great grinder. Problem is, I'm I'm gonna have nine of them. I can't wire nine two twenty forty amp outlets. I just can't. Mm. So mm. yeah, I've been going with. I've I've been with. Uh, I've been using uh, Nexus grinders, and I'm getting them rigged up with a um, a one horse VFD and a and a V or a one horse three phase with a, a, a VFD that'll go one tenth. Miles will do. Miles will do a one horsepower motor. Yeah, and I, I, I love it, but that grinder is so great because it is a workhorse. And these grinders, they're they're great, but they're, yeah, they're not the same. Miles, yeah. Miles's Miles grinder needs a two horse. One ten on it would probably it's it yeah kind of neutered. You you want to yeah. have one or two bulb grinders in your shop with with the real motor on it. Oh yeah. Well, okay, yeah. so I mean this okay, let's look at it in this aspect. You're running a company, which yeah. you are, well she. Yeah. You look at other companies that are running companies. That's what companies do. They run companies, right? So as a company running a company, you've got 
uh, 2x72s that you want to use. And you've got options in front of your face. And you say, okay, so like I've got the Cadillac. AKA yeah. Miles, Miles Volman Cadillac. Yeah. You're, you're looking, you're looking fucking good shit. Yeah. You, 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 I mean, you, you look at the, you look at Beaumont. Um, you know, even Broadback. Broadback. Yeah. Can you, can you beat Broadback? Can you even fucking beat Broadback? No. Good fucking no. luck. Head over to Maritime Nice Supply and hook up a Broadback Kinder. Yeah. But, yeah, for sure. Miles Volman is like get them, yeah. he's he's right there. You you can if you order. Oh from yeah, he's, but yeah, I mean he's yes, right. True. Yeah, he's literally on the north side of town. I mean, I've been to his place many times, but and I love Miles. I'll give him all the love I can. But if, from a business standpoint, I can't have that's, like I've got one and I'm good. I'm good. But, that, but that's right. Need, but that's where I'm going with this is the the Nexus yeah. grinder is a production level grinder. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's not you're not running It's the Chevy the pickup fucking, of the grinder world. Yeah, yeah. That that's where I'm getting with this. You're getting the right price point for getting people the product they need in order to yeah, work in your, in your shop. Yeah, and honestly it, like it's it's a good product they are durable they work they're obviously, user friendly obviously as a business yeah. that's who you're leaning on oh obviously, yeah yeah for sure obvious you've you've got a connection made with them a personal connection made with them why wouldn't you yeah no for sure joel it doesn't have all the bells and whistles that miles is trying yep. to add. it doesn't doesn't yeah. need to for what he's doing right yeah. that's right well yeah speaking of grinders Joel, Joel. What are you running for a grinder? Thank you. It's gotta be one of your like real workhorses, right? Right? Is your main your main machine? Yeah, yeah, so my my main grinder at the moment now is um I've got two. One I made when I first started, just a sort of a home job grinder with the classic sort of frame that a lot of the home built ones are made on, uh, which is a two horsepower yeah. VFD. Um it works really well. Actually, I was quite surprised when I first fired it up. Um, and I use that now for all my handle materials because I've got a dust collection set up with that one. But my main one right. for steel now is an AR, ARJ Fabrications um, grinder. And they're an Australian brand. Um, really, really neat, good grinder. Really long. I think it's got awesome. a 10-inch um, a or 12-inch platen on it. So it's really, really really long platen um i've made a radius for it um it, yeah it's great grinder two horsepower vfd as well yeah there you go and you are are you running a lot of different attachments on it or are you mostly going and doing like your detail stuff by hand yeah a lot of the detail stuff by hand um a bit of filing and stuff like that or you know the slack belts which is good you can sort of use it without the platen yeah. and sort of get in around some places. Um, but for the most part, either on the flat or the radius platen. Right on. What, uh, what are you using for belts? Um, at the moment, I, I sort of, I jump around a little bit. Um, I, you know, like I've tried all the Cubitrons and stuff like that, all the big brands and they are great 
belts, but I, I found some recently that are a bit more affordable um, and are still really great belts. And they're the Deer Force Bora 7, they're called, purple ones. Okay. And, you know, I can get those for pretty much half the price of Cubitrons over here. Belts over here are quite expensive. So, um, you know, it helps when you want when you want to buy a whole so, bunch of them to sort of make it affordable. Cubitron is 3M. What What's the brand? 3M is a Cubitron. Uh, they're ceramic, Sorry. and the the Deerfoss Bora Seven are ceramic also. Deerfoss. Do you know where they're being manufactured? I think it's a European one. Um, not quite sure exactly. And, and nine times out of ten, it's Germany. The, the yeah, belts are, they're all made in Germany. Or Italy. Makes yeah, sense, yeah. But Poland? Oh, yeah? So, well, yeah, those um, uh, Klingspor, they're made in Poland. No, Klingspor is made in Germany. Oh, I thought they were German. I'm pretty sure they're made in Poland. Yeah. Mm. Mommy, Daddy's Google not machine. What about What about you guys? <laughs> um... Trust me, mommy and daddy do not. What's your go to like belt? No. Uh, I, I use VSM. I use yep. VSM belt. Then you can get them through Maritime Supply. Yeah. Yeah. Are they the Actorops ones or just like... sort of. I, I use Actorox, but I use ceramic on steel and then I use uh, aluminum oxide on the handle material. It's just. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's cheaper. Use uh, use some scalp edge. The, um, are really zirconia. I find is really good for handle materials. Doesn't clog up as much. Oh yeah. Oh nice. Yeah, that's good to know. Yeah, you can get a lot of life. Um, you know, one forty grit zirconia will do most of a lot of handles. I have to give it up to. I have to give it up to Lando. Klingspor are made in Germany. Klingspor are made in Germany. Do you know why I know that? You can tell me. I may or may not have a close connection there in the past. Are you the illegitimate love child of the Klingspor legacy? No, it was just a salesperson that was really hot. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I also run uh, a lot of uh, uh, the zirconium ones. Uh, and when I do go with ceramic, I do use. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. because I've got a local. I've heard their wet and dry paper is pretty good as well. Yeah. Uh, they make some good abrasives. I've been uh, using a lot of the 3M Blaze at, through my, my day job because yeah yeah it, they, it's what they order. We also have some VSMs on one of our machines, which I'm really impressed by. It's the green belt. I don't know if that means anything to anybody, but it's the 36 yeah. uh, grit green belt. That's Actorox. Yeah, yeah, it is. It seems to work really damn good compared to the blaze dude um, yeah i'm impressed by both 
almost at an equal amount, but it's very hard for me to compare the two because I'm running the VSM on a three-inch belt and I'm running the Blaze on a six-inch belt. Oh, well, there you go. Um, the, the Actorox is actually made for grinding hardened steel. Oh, that's, nice. That's what it's made for. Yeah. So the, the other I thing that I have... Last longer, get more life out of them. Yeah, because they're, they've yes. got to do a harder job. Yeah. So, sure. okay, I have... I use a die grinder a lot at work because I get it. I have to get into tight spaces, so I can't use a big angle grinder. Actorox and Blaze also make three inch discs. Oh yeah, there you go. The Actorox discs are very hard to use on a die grinder, if they are Actorox per se. I don't know because they're they're coming in as green discs, so I'm assuming they're Actorox. I'm not. I could be completely yeah, probably. Wrong. Yeah, I may not even. They might not even be VSM, but the well, blaze, yeah. those blaze discs in three inch work really damn nice, dude. Really? Oh, there you good. go. Yeah, yeah. I have. I can't say anything about right. Northern. I don't know for sure about Northern. I just but, started using these yeah. new ones actually by well, Kingspore. Um, they're called. I've, I heard that uh, Kulex. K U L E X. Say that. What was that, Joel? Joel? Sorry. Oh, I I was just saying, I started using these new ones by Klingspore called Kulex, and they're really good for your um, 120, 240, 400, like the high grits, because they last so long. I can get get about four or five knives off a 240 grit belt with one of those. Oh, wow. That's good. Yeah, they're they're, they're good. Yeah. Normally, you know, yeah, 240, higher... you'd barely get one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the higher grits seem to freaking uh, polish out really quick, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you're cheap like me and get aluminum oxide ones. <laughs> but you know what? Just get just get a belt cleaner, and that's going to give you a little bit more life out of your belt, too. Yeah. Not Lawrence carries those. We'll just yeah. do more hand sanding. <laughs> oh, yeah, touch your mouth, man. What the hell? Hand sanding on silicon carbide wet dry. No. Friends off, Joel. Friends no. off. Conversation <laughs> it's an unpopular guy. thing, isn't it? That's it, yeah. yeah. That's it. I'm, I'm in the hand sanding club. I do so much hand sanding and hand polishing. It's like, yeah, but you like to masturbate. Embrace the oh. suck. Actually, I I had to go to the doctor the other day, and uh, the doctor told me, "Nick, you have to stop masturbating." Oh, here and I was. I was really again. shocked, and I said, uh, "Well, why?" He said, "Because I'm trying to examine you." Yeah, this came out before, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that that's an old joke. Uh, yeah, it is good love it. it it's you know unfortunately for you it's a reoccurring thing it, and henceforth why it, it came up again it's like it's a reoccurring thing every time you visit the doctor right yeah <laughs> really kind of hot doctor man yeah leave me alone did, did she have to be- <laughs> 
Did she mention shopping carts? I didn't say she. <laughs> <laughs> that came out too. That came out too quick, dude. <laughs> I was a little too natural. <laughs> All right, so Joel, if there was one project that you could do, it's like the the sort of like the dream project. One thing you want to like go out and accomplish. What do you think it would be? Whoa, 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 whoa. We weren't done talking about tools yet, were we? Yeah, we were talking about Welchie's tool, and I wasn't. I was getting a little bit tired of it. Do you have a power hammer, Joel? No, I don't. No. Okay, well there goes that. Doesn't have a fucking yeah, no. switch. Doesn't have a power <laughs> hammer. Yeah. What's what's on Dude, your wish, keep it minimal. What's on your wish list? What's on a your power wish hammer list and a swage block? Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. uh, <laughs> there you go. All right, fucking take over, Nick. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So I mean, I I think you heard me, Joel. It's like. If there was like like a dream project that you want to do, what do you think it would be? Um, I think um I would like to lean more towards art knives and things like that of that nature. Um, you know, when I build the skills to do so. So, you know, crazy daggers and swords and things like that for sure. Um Kopesh and really, really unique um, ancient styles of weapons, I think. Really oh, intricate yeah. um, carvings and jewels and things like that. So, oh, Real serious art knife stuff. I did see the one dagger that you had. Yeah. The, the Twist Damascus. That's a, a real nice looking project. That was, that's crazy. Oh, that that's a there? beautiful, beautiful knife. Yeah. Hey, did you guys know that we were... I am recording video for this episode. Oh, awesome. Yeah. First time ever. Really? Outside, outside, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I don't know. I, it's, I feel like I've been pressured into it. So I was like, yeah, you know what? All it takes is a, the click of the button to say, let's record video versus let's, let's record, click yeah. Yeah, versus audio only. Yeah. Why not? Let's see what happens. Thankfully, Zencaster has been pretty awesome and has changed their platform a little bit. Uh, at first, it was a bit of a headache because I was like trying to upgrade the account and it wasn't letting me. And I got in touch with some people at Zencaster and they're like, oh, don't worry about it. We figured it out for you. Go log into your account again and it'll all be changed. Logged into my account. Magically, everything was changed and we're all good now. And it's just like, oh, I love you, Zencaster. Thank you so much. You make this so, <laughs> so easy. In That's a not what sense. he was saying two weeks ago. Oh, oh, no. I know. No, I was not two weeks yeah. ago. It was the exact to... opposite of that. Exact opposite. Well, I was very upset with the update because it wasn't yeah. working for me. But they came yeah. through. Their customer service came through. They were solid about it. They made sure we got what we wanted as uh, podcasters, if you will. And yeah. uh, is that what do we call ourselves podcasters? Is that where we are? I'm is a, that what, yeah. I'm a I'm a GD superstar, man. That's what I am. 
What the fuck is a GD superstar? God damn. God damn. God damn. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. I figured. Being wow. all yeah. polite and not swearing. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I wasn't taking the Lord's name in vain, okay? That one, that one was for Ethan Hardy. Yeah. You did you did that specifically for him. I know you did. <laughs> you know what? I would really like to go and meet Ethan Hardy, and he's not that you far. Should no yeah. shit, Joel. Never him either. Joel, do you have anybody within your vicinity that you are looking at with aspiration that you need to go and and meet these people? Yeah, there's um a few guys around me because I'm so close to Sydney as well. A lot of makers down there, but um I don't know if you've seen Oblivion Blades. He's just five minutes from my workshop, so um that's where I actually got that ARJ grinder off him. Um, he's a wealth of knowledge. Makes his own crucible steel, crazy Damascus patterns and stuff like that. A lot of people worldwide use his steel actually. Oh, cool. Throw yeah. out all the names, dude. All of them. Like, who um, in Australia would you love to actually team up with sometime? I would love oh. to go and um, hang out with Andrew Blomfield, and he makes some crazy art daggers. Oh, wow. Oblivion Blades. I'm looking at that QMI right now, and oh, that is beautiful. Yeah, that dude is beautiful. Makes them crazy steel. Yeah. Has a oh, very I'm unique trying, style. I'm trying to look them well. up, and all I'm getting is fucking Whoa. stripper accounts. Jesus, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> it penis, penis pills? Are you getting penis pills yet? There we go. Jez? Yeah. That's yeah, that's fun. the one. Woo! That's <laughs> some nice stuff, dude. That is beautiful. Wow! 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 That's, yeah, buddy. He's he's hot in that Kumae or Kumaskis. Yeah, yeah. So I got told straight up. Token Tobin sat me aside. He's like, dude, you don't know what you're talking about. Kumai is a Japanese term referring to how cladding is done. Copper Damascus is another term referring to copper being involved within the Damascus pattern. You yeah. must use the terms accordingly. Well, holy fuck me, I didn't realize must. this shit. Well, you should. It's not that you must, but you should. I mean, it's a fucking well, term I mean, for a reason, right? Well, right. I mean, there's a reason yeah. words are given definitions. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, you're right. Instead of saying, would you like a burger and fries? I'm going to say, would you like a burger and French fries? Because people won't understand what I'm saying if I say the word French instead of fries. Or even worse, so you ask for a burger and fries and get a fucking hot dog and fries. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. I didn't ask for a fucking hot dog. <laughs> oh, you, you, you know did. what I'm saying, though? Yeah, but no. Well, yeah, this is why words have fucking I mean, definitions, and we follow yeah, that but shit. If, but if you like, you know, it's the reason why you call it a phone and not a telephone. I mean, a kumai or sorry, copper exactly. mascus or or whatever. I mean, it's just it's just a shortening of the word. It's not 
I mean, language develops, right? No, no, no. I, I land on this. They are two distinct things. Umai is yes. when your cladding uh, is essentially braised to your core, right? Whereas yeah. copper mascus is in multiple different layers of copper. Kumai is only so many layers as well. Kumai is sandmai that's using copper to sandwich. No, yes. Kumai. A Kumai is a Japanese term referring to amount of layers. No, my is the same. No, it was isn't it? referring to cladding. The sun, the sun is three, and my damage. I could be wrong. Yes, sand yeah. is 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 three, and my is layers. Ku there is just it's a, two. No, it's not. Who is referring to copper? It's chemical element. It's like its chemical symbol. It's Cu. Ku. C- oh, Cu. That's right. Ku. Yeah. C- I know. Latin Sorry. It's from, what? Right. It's yeah. it's just it's uh, a portmanteau, if you will. It's not a Japanese term. But right? everybody spells it Ku Mai. Anybody who does C-U. that is wrong. It's I under D- yeah. I so you know. The the biggest problem I have with trying to decipher this conversation with Nick, I'm like I'm like, oh I'll just look back in my conversations with Nick. Motherfucker sends me fucking like videos like you wouldn't believe it, man. All day long we're sending each other videos back and forth about stupid fucking shit that does that's meaningless. Well, we we get good laughs about it, and that's what I love yeah. about Nick is that we do that with each other. But try to go back to something important. Good luck. Yeah. No. So Kumai is using copper to essentially braise together your sandwich of three layers, right? Hmm. Whereas copper mask like Instead of that nickel layer, there's a bit of copper. Yeah, sometimes they'll use... If they use nickel, I think they typically call it gomai because it's closer to being a, like a virus, although it's not. It acts more like it. And, and sichimai is silver, right? Or Sabuchi or some seen, shit like that. I've never seen the silver done. I I'm, I know it is possible. I don't need to do it, but I haven't done it. I have no knowledge. Yeah, that's that's beyond me for sure. I think uh, the Mokumai is something that I really want to start playing with. Um, I've got a huge stack of American quarters that I want to eventually play with. But at the same time, American. So the idea of Mokomai Gane, I fucking can't even fucking pronounce it right ever, man. I, this is a problem Mokume that I run to on a regular basis. Gane. Mokumai Gane <laughs> is copper and nickel layered. So what's, what's to stop somebody from taking layers of copper and layers of nickel and making their own versus using quarters, right? There's there's nothing stopping. That's typically right. like the the quarters thing is basically like the the quick and easy beginner version of actually doing uh, uh, Mikumigami. And Mikumigami so, doesn't necessarily need to be just copper and nickel. It is any right, combination I th- I of th- copper and other non-ferrous metals. I threw stainless in the mix. Brass and bronze. That's a ferrous metal. Right. So now what is it? Good luck. Copper mascus. <laughs> okay. It worked. Hey, it worked. I know you say good luck, but it worked. 
Oh, really? You know, fused together. I've, I've, I've yeah, only heard... Um, like, fucking yeah, good, dude. It fused together yeah. good. Dude, it's just brazing. It's really all it is. You're literally... I know. It is. But you have to be careful about that. As I have found, if you take that... If you take those same materials to a, a heat that's beyond, like, forge, loving, forge welding temperatures, you're going to fuck up the braze. Yes. Because now you're going to introduce... Scale in the braze. Yes. You know, yes. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's the so thing with the with the Kumar. Yeah, that's like with the Kumar. You you don't take it to forging temperatures. You take it to the the temperature of the copper Raising actually starting to. Yeah, yeah. This is a conversation that I've been having with Nick recently quite a bit too. Is like, okay, so I understand that when it comes to making knives with the copper, the best process is to create two jackets over a coarse steel, essentially copper mask is cladded to a a core, right? But if you're able to forge weld those steels together, why can't you do that all as one process? I'm sorry, I'm not following. Okay, so my question to Nick was, you're making Kumai, for example, right? Uh, no, sorry, Copper Mascus. So you're making Copper Mascus. So you've got multiple layers of copper and, say, 1084 mixed together, right? So you got three layers of copper in there and whatever, five layers of 1084. Now you've got that on one side, you've got that same thing on the other side. And in the core, what Nick is going at is that you should have a solid core of either 1084, whatever it is that you want your actual edge steel to be. That makes sense to me, right? Yeah. What's to stop you from putting Damascus in the core? There's nothing. You absolutely yeah, yeah. can do it. Yeah. Now what's what's stopping you from putting Damascus in the core as an entire billet all in one shot? Nothing is stopping you. Why wouldn't as you? As long that? as you are putting a piece of copper in between, so that you are essentially brazing the cladding to the. That's that's where I'm so right. if you are getting to a point where you are going to have steel needing to fuse to steel, a forge yep. weld, right? Yep. You are going to need to get it too hot and you are going to melt the copper out of your copper mascus. Right? Mm-hmm. You need to have if you're gonna be trying to attach copper mascus to a core of any variety. Right, you need to have it be so that the copper is what's holding it together with that braze. If you try to forge weld it, you are going to get it so hot that you are going to melt all the copper out of your copper mascus, and you are going to have a puddle in your forge and a billet that falls apart. So, in other words, the only way that you can really actually add copper into the mix is by an by ensuring that the copper is added in as a layer, simply as a brazing layer. That is exactly uh, okay. what all yeah. all varieties of copper mascus and kumai is. It's using 
the copper sheet to braze the pieces together. There is no forge weld happening. If you so try when you to see get to guys... forge welding temperatures, you're going to melt out your copper, and you are going to end up with a failed build. So when you see, well, which is kind of throwing me off a little bit because that's actually how I did the stainless steel. You yeah, but did, no. did not didn't you say that when you welding temperature of stainless steel? Yep. No, you didn't. When, weren't you saying that when you hit that with with your tire hammer, it shot copper everywhere? With my press. Yeah. With your press. Yeah, it shot you, copper out. Yeah. Yeah, you you yeah. probably like, just got lucky that you had enough copper in there that it didn't all go and melt out. You were on the borderline of the of the liquefaction temperature of copper. Yeah. Oh, I was beyond the borderline of liquid liquefy for sure. Definitely beyond liquefy copper. But everything yeah, but everything in that billet was fully welded into case. That liquid, that co- liquid yeah. copper had nowhere to go except okay. for the one hole it found. Yes, this is the one thing that you can do to help try to contain oh, that and stuff, get up yeah. to higher temperatures is to weld it into like a full... Well, it doesn't necessarily need to be a canister, but you've got to fully weld the seams. Mm-hmm. That's what right? I did. And if you do that with the copper not having a place to go, you will be able to get your fusion. It's Essentially, you're still going to just be brazing it. Right, you took it up to an excessively high temperature to get. But what, what if you have? Done. What if you have? What if you have interfacing steels in there? I would expect you wouldn't necessarily get very good results. Is it possible? Maybe I don't know that for a fact. Uh, but you're sitting there with a, a non-ferrous element contaminating any and all welds in the environment, hmm. like. You might get lucky. You might have a good enough like uh, weld around, like your actual ceiling welds around your build that there's no space for any of that copper to be able to travel. Yeah, but it just sounds like an exercise in frustration for very little game. Oh, it has been, it has been, and yeah, it's I can only imagine. Like, can you do it? Mm. Yeah, but why? Hmm. Huh. This is often often what I run into with you and your ideas, Lando. It's like, is this a possibility? I mean, yeah, but it's kind of a dumb idea. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He tried being a fucking engineer that works with me, buddy. God, they must hate you. (sighs) I'm not a fan of engineers, but nobody deserves that. (laughs) the funny thing is, is the reason my my brain works like that is because I work with engineers and I constantly have to question their processes and being like, <laughs> have you actually thought about all the possibilities here? Because I think you're missing something. And then I throw Never out my know. idea and they're like, whoa, Lando just threw out a fucking curveball. We're fucked. There you go. Why do you never give me these ideas then? All the ideas you throw by me are the ones that are just like that's that's not gonna work, dude. <laughs> oh, I I can throw you some fucking crazy engineering things, dude. Holy fuck. Please do. I my 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 for the last three days I have been beyond rattled to the point where I'm like 
do I fucking take a day off because I need a day off from work? Or do I take a day off because I just want to hang out with my kid because she's got the day off from school? I took the day off essentially because my kids got the day off from school. But I'm like, holy fuck. Thank God I fucking booked this day off from work because I can't fucking go back there tomorrow right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That was last Thursday, wasn't it? Once a week? <laughs> this, 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 no, this, this, yeah. That, no, that was last Thursday. I, I recall that. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, yeah, I was quite complicated too. I'll tell you <clears> what, this, this Baltic bison is doing all the right things as far as making me feel better. I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Apple, apple, <laughs> cinnamon, and vanilla infused in vodka. <laughs> yeah, well, less than cinnamon's okay. medicinal. <laughs> what time is it there, Joel? Uh twelve thirty. Um, Holy shit! Midday. Yeah. yeah, it's lunchtime. Yeah. Joel's at lunchtime. It's nine thirty p.m. here right now. Yeah. It, we're we're rolling into our nighttime shenanigans. Joel's like just getting ready to get his day started. <laughs> <laughs> Joel's going to be walking around saying, "Man, those Canadians high as fuck, drunk all the time." <laughs> I mean, oh, well, God. you got to get boy. <laughs> yeah. Where's your day going to take you from here, bud? Um, I don't know. Actually, I might just take the day off myself and give my body a rest before I get back into it over the weekend. Yeah, I, I saw a funny thing the other classes. day, actually. Nah, um, um, I'm sort of flat out this month, getting the cutlery ready okay. for the wedding. And um, on oh, the yeah. the last weekend of this month, I have, it's called Steam Fest. Um, mm. it's, it's in a town um, in called Maitland, which is close to here. And they run a festival every year where they celebrate steam trains and all sort of steam-powered machinery. It's sort of like Wicked, what they're dude. historically known for. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they sort of have a lot of handmade and craftsmen and artists and stuff come along as well. So I'll be taking the anvil and forge and doing a demonstration there and selling some things. And hopefully so someone be, yeah, brings a steam hammer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did you listen to, to see what's the out episode there. with cool. with Rick and Kyle? Nick? Yes, I did. Yeah. No, you're Welshy. He's Nick. Oh. I'm the original Nick. Deal with it, yo. <laughs> Who was um, I got a couple I years on you, dude. started it, but I haven't finished it. Okay. Did you hear catch up. Did you hear that the thousand pound steam hammer came in, came up? Yes, I did. I re- thank yeah. you for jogging my memory on that. Yeah. Ethan wants it. Oh. He, he, yes, yes. Look at what we fucking started. Well, He's yeah. like, oh, I know of Rick. Oh, he has a thousand pound steam hammer. Yeah, yeah. I want it. I'm not ready for it, but I want it, dude. Could you He's, imagine? He's running a a pretty sizable steam hammer right now. Three hundred pound. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a oh, thousand wait. pounder is a, is a different scale. Of, that's oh, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's that's industrial. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I get it. It's it's a different area code. I get it. You got uh, 
composed in different area codes, Nick? Me? I do not have hosts right. in any area code. And, and, and yeah. The other day I was. I have uh, no hose. I am the other day the I was. Most single person ever. Ladies, the other day. pick me up. You're going to get those blacksmithing groupies. Lady yeah. blacksmiths. The other day, I was backing one of the uh, buses out of the shop, and one of the guys yells, whoa, 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 stop, you're driving over the hose. Dude, I jumped out of the bus right away, like, through the fucking park brake on through to neutral, jumped out of the bus. How, how many are dead? <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh. Oh, man. Yeah. Luckily, no one. <laughs> Um, what else what else do we got joel my man i know okay once again i know you're not gonna dive into what we got going over on in canada here dude there's some brothers in saskatchewan that got this thing going on they're making this oil out of fucking flaxseed. They they take this flaxseed, they press it, they they process it, they do different things with it. I do beeswax, carnauba wax, all sorts of different products, amazing products. You want to look these guys up, you head over to twillerlindsay.com and you will see the amazing array of products that 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 Twiller is putting out. Dawson and his brother. These guys are putting that seed in the ground, running the tractor to process that stuff out of the ground, taking it and putting it in a press, pulling the oil out, putting that oil into a jar and sending it to your doorstep in the jar that they put it in, dude. That's that's how tight this process is. And they're not yeah, putting cool. additives in cool. their bullshit either, man. You're getting food grade safe stuff, the twillerlinseed.com. We'll save you guys 10% if you use our code ForgeSideChat10. No, ForgeChat10. ForgeChat10. Thank you, Nick. God damn. Fuck, I love that you're here. God (laughs) damn. Two months, man. I got this down. (laughs) I'm so glad you're here. (laughs) Well, maybe you could let me do some of the segues in the future. (laughs) Hey, hey, Joel, what do you actually use for finish on your. <laughs> what do you? Well, I've just. What are you waiting I've just for? Got using wax, actually. Um, I, I prefer the wax. Just what variety? Yeah, all day. Wax. Um, canuba and beeswax. It's a mix of. Uh, oh, oh, there you more go. heavy oh, on the canuba. Oh God! If I could send you some lint shield, if there was some way I can send you a jar of lint shield in the mail and it not cost me an exuberant amount. I want to send you some lint <laughs> shield, dude. This stuff should... will blow your mind. I'll have a look into it. You so should, you can, uh, um, find them. Check it out. If I don't think it would cost a whole lot. Yeah, hundred percent. Just for a small so. container. Yeah. Um, no. no, I've been loving the waxes, man. Because I've played around with oils and tongue oils and all that type of stuff. And you yeah. know, no one wants to spend seven days finishing a handle, so. Been playing with the waxes, a good hard wax, and give it a buff, and I've been getting great finishes. Yeah, even on the blades, it's a nice coat of wax. Can't beat it. Yep, yep, totally, totally. Uh, and like I said, you can't go wrong with the Twillers products. It's food grade safe, so for your knives, it is the right product to be using. I love to use his double boiled and seed 
for my hammer handles. Soak my hammer handles in full hammer handle in that oil helps swell that wood so that it locks onto the hammerhead real fucking good and it won't lose yep. that swellness. You, if you don't add linseed oil to your hammer handles, what are you fucking doing, dude? Seriously, come on, get with the game. Yeah, I remember when I was younger, actually, my mom makes used to make like coffee tables out of wooden pallets and stuff like that. And she would always swear by a mix of linseed and turpentine. And that was her. Yeah. 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 The true blacksmith finish. Three part mix. What's the three part mix that blacksmiths have leaned on for centuries? Linseed, turpentine, and beeswax. Yeah. Got it. Three part mix. Yeah. Can't go uh, wrong. Using linseed oil with turpentine or another solvent uh, is a really classic way to sort of like. One of the ways I used to do it back when I was mm. more into the carpentry game was you get yourself a little mason jar, you do a 50-50 mix of oil, linseed oil, and um, your solvent, whether it be turpentine. I typically use bar salt in my furnace. And, uh, oh, interesting. Yeah, but it works the same way, right? Really? But then huh. you finish, and then whatever you've used out of it, you just fill back up to the same point with linseed oil again. And your concentration of your your thinner goes down, down, down as you build up your coats to the point where you're basically using in in the last coatings. Yeah, in the so yeah, the concentration just goes down. Yeah, interesting. That's fucking brilliant, dude. Yeah, it works. I like it. I mean, you don't like. It only really works if you're doing a a, a relatively big batch, like a, a, something like a piece of furniture. I don't know if I would bother doing something like that for a pick handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, or a, or a well, handle. But it works well, one of the things that Detour does that I'm I'm really I like this product a lot, and I don't think anybody else is using it the way i do is they have a wood varnish that they've added pine tar to that pine tar actually helps darken the wood a bunch dude using that as a hot finish oh no it fucking will pick up the different color tempers dude It'll go. It'll go into those ye- that beautiful yellow gold into red colors into purple colors, dude. It is this on steel. Fucking or? on yeah on steel. Yeah, I've been using it on hammers yeah. lately. Yeah, I uh, so when I temper my hammers, I coat it with this wood varnish, and when I pull it out, it's got this just beautiful coating of oil on it that matches the temper color essentially i haven't played around with it enough to know how many color variations it's going to hold but once i've done that then i take it out take the hammerhead out buff the face of the usable area that goes to a nice you know buffed face and then the rest of the body i leave with the oil on it for a protective oil dude it is fucking nice Love nice. playing with finishes and coming up with different things. Hey, it's sort of endless with what you can do. Yeah, that that makes me want to see that hammer even more. 
It's going to Nick Tobin, dude. Oh, Sorry. you know what? But it's not a cross. Okay, this is just so a thought. That's why this it's not going to you. I know. Okay. I know. Yeah, okay. Okay. Just, this is my thought. Yeah. Uh, May second, third, and fourth. I'm going to see Chris Green. I yeah. would love to be able to bring that hammer. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> It's not happening. All right. I just thought well, it'd be kind of cool. I'd love to there's say a, I'd love to say no yes to that. I'm Orlando. Um, yeah, get my name straight, buddy. Fuck what the hell? You did. <laughs> um, no, I would love to say that yes, I'll have it ready for you. But unfortunately, faced with my current vehicle syndrome, yeah, of having to change a fuel pump, it. and I also have to do a brake job on my wife's car. Yeah. I'm like kind of looking at a full mechanic. I hear you. I hear you. I hear On top you. of, you know, taking the yeah. kid out to do things with the kid, right? So, yeah. Well, there's, you know, there's, you got some time. You got some time. I know. Well, yeah. There's a, it's the 13th today. I got like half a month. Yeah. You know what? Like, fuck, man. As a, if I was a full time maker and I told you that in half a month I can't produce a hammer for you, what the fuck, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I get it, I get it, I get it. Yeah. Just, you hey, know, what are you trying to say here? Are you calling me slow? <laughs> <laughs> Do you consider yourself a full time maker, dude? Who's? I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I consider myself at this point. I come to the shop every day. Exactly what I get done is uh, a whole other question. Is it full time hours that you're actually here? <sighs> yes, working. Eh. <laughs> you're not working for okay. You're not working for somebody else, Nick. You're working for yourself. You can't be like that, buddy. Sure, I can because this isn't my source of income. I guess so. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if it well, so you've got an of... OnlyFans too, eh? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's where I make my. Rear, I was wondering right? what's what's the income. Oh yeah. I show off my feet. <laughs> so I've got yeah. I've got a one really sexy calf. <laughs> when the one, when you're the six, other one, not so much. When you're six foot two, three hundred pounds, there's not much else. Not much else you can show off but your feet, eh? Whoa! Oh! Two and one. Yes, I did it. I'm I'm only I'm only six foot two hundred pounds, guys. So yeah, sorry. You've just got that much. Two hundred pounds of all. He's yeah, two hundred pounds of all wang. Was the lack of continental soldier is what I was getting at. <laughs> Joel sitting there going, What the fuck did I get myself into? <laughs> Jeez Louise. Uh, that Baltic Vison Baltic Vison. Did I just mix Baltic vodka bison and bison? Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, I mixed, sure I, mixed did, but... I mixed vodka and bison together in one word. The Baltic Vison. Yeah. That's fucking wow! <laughs> you do hey. realize you're basically just drinking straight vodka. 
Uh, I think we just hint of cinnamon in there. <laughs> yeah. Is that wrong? No, I, wrong. I'm, no, but you know, good to know. We we're just having a repeat. Yeah, we're having a repeat of last week of last week's episode. I wasn't where... drinking this last week. <laughs> no, but you were drunk. <laughs> what are you trying to say? You were fucking hammered out of your face too. Yeah, I was too. That's that's my point. And I'm right now. I'm pretty freaking lit. <laughs> what what has happened to this podcast since i left (laughs) yeah we're using drugs and alcohol as a coping mechanism (laughs) i don't have a fucking college to go to nick (laughs) i need need something god leave me alone Oh, you're gonna make me cry, okay? <laughs> uh, Joel, I feel like at this point we're kind of like maybe wasting your time. I don't know, maybe just me. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Nah, not at all. I'm just dead sober in the middle of the day here, so I'm just sort of chilling. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Fucking... I am also dead sober. It's only it's almost eleven o'clock at night here. It's Friday. Uh, as if you're not day drinking. You're Australian. Thursday. You should be drunk. It's Friday where he oh, is. Friday where he is. Yeah. Tomorrow. Well, no, I had a little blowout for my birthday last weekend, so I'm uh staying, oh. staying chill for a while. How old did you turn, buddy? Thirty-three. Wow. What? That's a good respectable There you age. go. You're oh, only 33, dude. Like, wow. How old do you think he looks? Yeah, well, is that... <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I thought hey, you were... He looks old? No, I... I well, I, no offense, <laughs> but I, I was kind of guessing you were probably in your higher 30s, dude. Oh really? Just, Do I look that haggard? Yeah. <laughs> I would maybe no. from, his, from his skill level, right? Like, is yeah. that what you're thinking? I yeah. I think based off of a lot of things, not just looks. I think a, the, the oh my god, the beard can play a lot. Is the beard and the mustache? You got a full beard and a full mustache, dude. Like that's ex- yeah, that shit's sure. thick, dude. Man, right? if I shave this <laughs> off, I look like I'm 16 years old. I reckon. What are you fuck well are you she what are, you, he, are you saying that he looks like he's in his late thirties because he has a beard? Not just because he has a beard. <laughs> oh let's stand corrected. Let's stand corrected. Like I said, <laughs> add it all up. You look at his this skill level. Devolving into stupidity. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Police is coming in, <laughs> setting us straight. <laughs> you want? You, do, 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 is there? You want to set this straight? Is like by all means, fucking set it straight. No, no, oh, totally. Okay. Keep going. Oh. Good fun. <laughs> Nick, close to my bedtime. <laughs> yeah, there, there we go. Tired. The truth comes out. Well, it is 11 p.m. where you are. It's only 10 p.m. where I am. 
Yeah. It's only 9 p.m. where Nick is. And it's yeah, I'm usually past open this time. And it's only... Yeah. What? Are you guys on the opposite sides of Canada or yeah. different states? Or? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we... Uh, so... Yeah, provinces. Um, yeah, I'm in uh, Ontario. Nick is in Ontario. Yeah. And, and they're then, out in the prairies. I, yeah, so Lando is pretty much right dead center in the middle of the country. Don't you dare. Don't you, don't yeah. you fucking dare pull me together with that motherfucker. Don't you wow. fucking dare. We are, we are in completely different geographical di- locations, dude. We are not Dude, the same. You're in, like, geographically in the, in the middle of the country. Alberta is not Manitoba at all. That's what I said you were. I, I just said you were in the prairies. Oh. Why are we getting into this political bullshit? I have bullshit? no idea. Yeah, we're getting political again. <laughs> I don't know what Lando is doing. I He's drunk. Yeah. Maybe. Right. I don't know. Anyways. Where are we going with this? You want to call it quits? Time I, to say I'm goodbye? I'm ready to call her tonight, guys. It's uh, three hours it's in. And... Oh, it's it almost good, 11. It was a good conversation. I'm good. ready to <laughs> go for another two hours, but you guys want to call it quits? Boobies, call it quits. I don't care. Not like I want to fucking run a five-hour <laughs> podcast anyways. I got shit to do. <laughs> what the hell? I'm not. Yeah, I was going to say, the only shit you're going to do with Lando <laughs> is going the hell to bed. I don't think I'm going to bed right now, dude. It's been funny to see the progression of the vodka hitting him as time goes on. I know. <laughs> it's like, yeah. more, yeah. and more and more ridiculous as this has gone on. Oh, yeah. 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 You know what? The, oh, like yeah. a time stamp. Like, so maybe we're going to sort of like skip ahead. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you and I are like you know sober, and these two are just like. Yeah, but I've learned I've learned something <laughs> very valuable tonight. Even in being a complete mess that I am, I'm still holding my shit together way better than Lando. Better than Lando. Way better. Yeah. Way better than Lando. You're not sick with a fucking whatever the sickness uh, that I have is. Yeah. Uh, and now he's blaming it on a head cold. Come yeah, on, buddy. Sure it is. Get it together. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Combination with a fucking few these Baltic bisons and being sick. Yeah. What do you want? <laughs> what do you? What do you? What do you fucking want? You fucking hosers. Jeez. Just make sure you hydrate before you go to bed, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I I yeah. always bottle water before bed, dude. Yeah. Every night. It's like make sure you feet. pound that, pound that oh. vitamin C, pound the vitamin C. Yeah, Daisy. <laughs> that vitamin B is good for hangovers as well. <laughs> I knew it was going to go there. I knew it was going to go there. You were waiting for it. I did. I did it for yeah. you, dude. That was. Just I know. For, that was just for you. <laughs> She's gone to bed already. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we should wrap this up. With sheepskin? Yep, just throw a sheepskin on her. Yep. Karukaku our way out of here. Fire it up, Nick. Kurukukukukukuku! Well, she. Good day! Good day! Good day! Good day!
That felt good. That felt really. <laughs> that felt really fucking you're, good. You're a drunk mess. I no, no, oh, this is freaking mess. This is, dude. <laughs> we love you. You know it. Nick, having you back, dude, and 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 in in conglomeration with Welshie, which is <laughs> a new thing, and I'm I'm stoked on. It. I love this Welshie thing. I actually really fucking like it, dude. <laughs> Yeah, okay. You're my Welshie. Embrace yeah. it. Thanks, Joel. I'm now yeah. Welshie. I'm going to have to no, change my <laughs> license now. Yeah, yeah. Instead of Prince, I am now Welshie. Wait, wait, what? Formally what? Snake. Yeah, it's just going to be one name. I'm just Welshie. Welshie, that's it. Eventually, we'll turn nice. you into a symbol. Don't even yeah. don't even try to fucking compare <laughs> yourself, buddy. Wow, that was low. That was hey, really low. whoa. We never went over music. Oh, oh yes, of course. I I've been it's been on my back burner the whole fucking time, you motherfucker. Yeah. Okay. Thank. Okay. What have you been listening to in the your life lately? Shop lately? What's getting you bumping, bud? Um. Bit of a mix of things, really. I sort of keep it going between different styles. I've actually been getting back into um, good old school Wu Tang at the moment. Um, oh, bit of that, nice. yeah, dude. Because I watched, I watched that um, that series they had go on that saga. So I've been inspired to listen through all the albums again, sort of reminisce and get a bit nostalgic. But um, other than that, I sort of jump between. Uh, a lot of drum and bass and dub and stuff like that. I I need. I can't you pin to it down to one specific artist, really. One one Wu Tang, one Wu Tang song. Give me a Wu Tang song that's the fucking the peak. Protect your neck. Oh, oh yeah, yes. There you go. Solid yes. yes, solid. Fuck joint. yes. Yeah, I'm so happy to add that to the playlist. Fuck yes! <laughs> Bangerang! Yeah. Bangerang! Walshie? Where you, where oh, you been at? Yeah, Walshie, where you been me. at, buddy? Man, it's been a heavy metal week. Again? It's been a real metal week. Dude, it's been, I had, it's been metal for a while, honestly. Yeah, you love that shit. I have not had a day out of the shop in a long time, and we're, book, we're fully booked until June 10th. Every weekend is fully booked right now. Nice. So, yeah, heavy good heavy for talking. you. Good for fucking metal. you. Yeah, it's it's like crazy, but uh, uh, and yeah, we've got new ads coming out for Mother's Day and then for Father's Day, and it's going to be really offensive. We're going to piss people off, and it's going to be awesome. So that's <laughs> good, pretty cool. Go figure. Uh, oh yeah, you know Speaking what? Of, it's funny because Alberta. The more you. The more you piss people off, the more of an impression it makes and the more popular it is. It's polarizing. Yep. It's, it's, you're going to get people. It's, yeah. Um, but the gist of it is, you know, you've been a disappointment to your mother to your entire life. You know, do something nice for her for a change. Get her a gift certificate. Make her a nice. Still blacksmithing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get people into booking. <laughs> yeah. So... 
I have been listening to some old school metal. Uh, Iron Maiden, Run to the Hills. Nice. I squeeze you. I squeeze you. Yeah, there you go. Run to the The hills. (laughs) Run for your life. (laughs) That was so beautiful. I was so glad I got to be a part of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nick? I actually used to play drums in a heavy metal band buddy. when I was younger. Yeah. Like, my listening has been so all over the place. But I, I Give me something a, whack. I, I am absolutely going to give you the, the zany, like, what the hell is this doing on our playlist? Have you ever heard of Entrance of the Gladiators? It is the circus song. Come on. Oh, I've got nothing but silence and everyone appears frozen. No! Maybe it's just me, but the connection has seemed to have gone a little array here. Yeah, he is frozen. Yeah, 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 I just noticed. I wasn't sure if it was just my end or... Yeah, I didn't want yeah. to say anything and be like offensive and whatnot, right? <laughs> I mean, whoa! Oh, oh, we lost him. He's right gone. Yeah. Oh fuck, dude! Oh, oh wow! That's never happened before. Yeah, I hope you can download the episode. Holy fuck! Yeah, oh yeah. shit! Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. Anyways, what's your what's your what, you, what what's you, yours? What have you been listening to, Joel? Yeah. Well, you already we, we done, man. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me hit the ball question once again. Yeah, there you go. Get it in. Clear here. the head a bit. Okay. Yeah. yeah bloody Just elf, one. Mike. Bloody elf. <laughs> Who said that? Was that you, Joel? That was Welshy. No, He's good. becoming more Aussie. <laughs> I lived there, man. I lived there for eight months in 96. What's going on? I'm fucking confused. This song goes, this this one. Hold on a sec. I got to bring in my, uh, my 1980s radio broadcasting voice here. Let me snap into it. Two shoes from Cat Empire. There you go. <laughs> Did that work out all right? Yeah, that worked out great. That worked out great. Yeah. I'm drunk, okay. Joel, Joel, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure meeting you, man. Thanks for winding you too. Thanks it for having there. me. It was both fun. Yeah. You're, man, you are killing it and keep it up. And, uh, mm-hmm. nice, man, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. I hope to, I hope to make knives as nice as yours one day. So. There you go. <laughs> oh, cheers heaps. I appreciate having me on. Had a great time. Yeah. Um, hopefully chat again soon. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. for sure. 
I'm absolutely honored to have had the chance to speak with you and have you on our podcast, man. It's simply amazing, to say the least. Uh, on that note, we've already we done that. did buddy. this already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. After show, no Kurukuku. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. See you guys yeah. later. Take care, oh, <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah, have a good one. Have a yeah. good night. Have a good rest, Lando. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, you wake up nice and bright in the morning. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta say, Joel, you're, you're top notch, dude. Thank you so much, man. <laughs> like, really, you, you put up with this shit, dude. That's amazing, man. Um, and we do a section now called Song of the Week. So if there's a song that is uh, hot in your head right now, something you've been listening to a lot lately, or just whatever comes to mind, uh, we have a little bit of a playlist that we're, uh, we've got going on YouTube, and we just add those songs to YouTube. Well, I, I, I need to catch up on that. I'm a little bit behind. I got a couple episodes I need to add to YouTube, but yeah. So um, yeah, we'll bring that up somewhere down the uh, road here or throughout the episode. Other than that, you got any questions? Um, remember the ad reads guys. Remember the ad reads. Yeah. Yes. I've listened to a few of the podcasts yep. now. I'm, I've gotten familiar with the uh, process, so it should be okay. Um, Our crazy antics. I've, I've been <laughs> binging it over the last week just so I could get in the flow. <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah. Like oh, I was saying to you, Lando, it's the, First time I've done anything like this, so if I'm a bit awkward and strange, that's that's all it is. I don't ah, think don't that. Don't worry about it. You're Australian. You're people, people. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah. That's <laughs> kind of how I feel about it too. I'm like, there's no way you're gonna be strange, dude. You're Australian. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a Canadian being strange. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. We're all cool, <laughs> right? Uh, well, other yeah. than other than Verbray there or uh, Welshy there. Ah, oh, okay, that's yeah. better. Excellent. Things get things get weird over there with shopping carts. <laughs> uh, actually, I did forget one other thing. End of show when we stop recording, it takes a little while for the files to upload. So just uh, you can, you'll have to wait a little bit while those files are uploading before you close the screen because if you close the screen too early, we can end up uh, botching the files. Oh, and the actual last thing is image use. If you're cool with it, I'd like to steal a bunch of your images from your social media so I can create a little bit of a promotional ad for our Instagram account. Cool. That's yeah, it. That's I did all. have one question. Swearing. Okay. So I have to cut it out. You I'm can say... Hunt is not a swear because you're Australian. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Swear I thought about it the other day. I might slip my up. Friends. Yeah. <laughs> no, you do not need to fucking worry about that on this one. Yeah, yeah. fuck, fuck the fucking fuckers. Actually, I've, I've they got can a really good deal with the fucking swearing if they, you know, if they don't like it, they don't gotta listen. Yeah, yeah. I've Pretty got much. a really good joke. Oh, okay. You want to hear it? Yeah. Butterfly. All right. All right. If Jade is up now. So there's this young lady who is getting married. And she has not slept with her husband-to-be. But she's kind of had a bit of a past. And she knows that her vagina is rather large. It's kind of like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. So she's really concerned about this because her wedding night is coming up. 
and she doesn't want to dis- disappoint her husband. So she goes to her mom and says, Mom, like, here's my problem. What can I do? Mom thinks about this for a little bit. and She says, you know what you should do is go get a little piece of liver. And, uh, you know, when you go to change into your negligee for the evening, slip into the washroom and take that little piece of liver and just <laughs> stuff it up there. You know, just kind of take up all the extra room. She thinks it's a good idea. She thinks it's a good idea. So she goes to the butcher shop. She gets a little piece of liver. She gets her negligee. Not at the butcher shop. But anyhow, she goes on the night of the wedding. She slips into the washroom to put on a negligee. And she takes out a little piece of liver. And she stuffs it up her. So they consummate the marriage all night long. It's just mad, passionate lovemaking from, you know, minute they hit the bed until first thing in the morning. She wakes up in the morning and there's a note on the pillow beside her. And she's, she's pretty concerned about this, but she decides, well, I've got to know one way or the other. So she picks up the note and says, my darling wife, I saw you sleeping there and I didn't want to bother you. I love you so much. I was just so famished from our lovemaking that I went down to the, the restaurant to get breakfast and I'm going to bring you up breakfast and I didn't want you to worry. So I left you this note. I'm looking forward to our life together. I know that we'll build a great family and we have a tremendous future ahead of us. I love you so much. Signed your husband. P.S. Your cunt is in the sink. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. <laughs> 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 I don't know, dude. That's like I'm the only one who finds that uproariously hilarious. It was, oh, it's it was fucking! It was fucking funny. <laughs> it's fucking funny. It's just like, holy fuck! Are we? Can we actually put that in the podcast? I don't know. <laughs> Screw it. Do I it. say we do it. Oh god, we do it. Let me lose if you listen to that one. Yeah. Yeah. We might, we might, yeah. If we had, if we had female listeners prior to that joke, we won't after it. Yeah, not that's for sure. That's yeah. not gonna offend anyone. You're fine. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, no politics. It's not gonna offend anyone. We're good. Come on, that is a that is a <laughs> solid joke. Yeah, that is a right. solid joke. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so are we? Are we gonna start this thing off? <laughs> I don't, yeah. I'm, I'm so. At this point, I'm so thrown off. I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> How do you follow that? <laughs> yeah. Um, With a good day, eh? Good day. Good day. No, wait. Welcome. No, we got to get Joel to start it. Oh, well. <laughs> but do I say good day, eh? Hey. You can good say day, it, eh? yeah. 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 There you go. Hey. You, you can put on your best Canadian accent if you want, eh? <laughs> oh, no, I don't want to offend anyone with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? Good, good, good day, day hey? That's okay. perfect. That. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but perfect. Okay. Okay. Good day, eh? Good day, eh? Good, good day, eh? Good day, right, eh? Let's try this again. Oh, it's like, it's going to be as follows. In, in the right, do, okay. 
Joel, right, Welshy, Verbray, no, and then me. You, right, no, sweet. you, Lando, and then me, because I'll do the and welcome to another Forge Side chat of the podcast. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, you're gonna do that part? Okay, yeah. let's do that. <laughs> let's do that. Joel, Welshy, me, Nick. Done. Ready? Yep. Go.